WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Friday, November 17th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Dawn Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Almquist, our associate producers, fired up, ready to go. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy Friday. We made it. The weekend is upon us. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Gregory. So if you're on the YouTube right now, oh, all right, I think it just it just updated. Oh, but, what happened? No, there's a picture of The Rock and Joe Rogan up there. Oh, oh. that's funny. Yes. Yeah, they join us this morning. Yes. <laughs> They're going to sit in and uh, do the 8 o'clock hour with us. <laughs> Love it. It's amazing. We had to uh, bribe them, compensate them, but they said, what the hell, let's do it. We've heard this show's pretty cool. So we got a lot of good stuff to get to this morning. Fake news media, failures and accountability. We need to out the media yet again in a multitude of ways. We will do that this morning. Also, some very interesting polling numbers when it comes to Nikki Haley. Joe Biden, Xi, Gavin Newsom. We also have, from Wednesday night, as we know, uh, protesters that tried to, uh, you know, raise chaos in front of the DNC headquarters in Washington, D.C., and now Democratic lawmakers are coming out and saying they were more scared than they were on January 6th, but I was told it was mostly peaceful. Why would police officers be wearing gas masks? Hmm. We'll get to that as we continue throughout the show today. Also... A few people in Hollywood say, you know what? If Donald Trump wins re-election, we're moving out of America. Good. Go. Leave. Nobody wants you here anyway. A lot of good things today. This is going to be a good show. But before we get to all of that, and of course a loaded cut sheet, we get to the news. Round number one, 604, Friday morning. The great Don Stensland. And good morning. Yeah, this Friday morning, November 17th. Enjoy today's weather. That's my headline. Unseasonably warm weather this morning. But I'll tell you when the cool change comes in, especially for a big event that's happened. It's starting some road closures this morning. We'll talk about that one. Outrage in the Colonial School District after a controversial uh, social media post concerning Israel's military was made by a board member and obviously, well, at this point, it has since been deleted, but it was made by Dr. Jamina Clay. So Dr. Clay has submitted her letter of resignation saying that the post, uh, she didn't want to distract from the work of the school district or the school board or the district. This is the colonial school district. She claims that it was actually to draw attention to the conflict in the Middle East. That's not exactly how the community took it. Many people thought that it was just a hateful anti-Semitic post yesterday from 
from uh, Dr. Clay, who's a member of the Colonial School Board. They felt it was shocking, incredibly hurtful to Jewish members of the community. And her statement, they say, was intellectually dishonest, hateful, and frankly, un-American. That's uh, just a compilation of some of the statements at this very passionate, emotional meeting as the community came out for the school board meeting and discussed all of this. So at this point, she has resigned that position, but she will continue to serve as assistant superintendent for the school district of Philadelphia, where she actually oversees 10 schools. So we'll follow the... What was the post? Um, The post... I'm just trying is to see e- if I have it, the full thing. Is it even readable they've on the de- air? They've deleted it. Yeah. Um, they've since deleted it, so I don't have the whole thing. Nice to Let know, just... though, that she can uh, hate the Jews and still be in charge of 10 different schools in Philadelphia. That's a, that's very refreshing. I can see her 15 hours ago. I can see that she has a statement. on. I look, look, I'm looking at Facebook. I can see that she's saying, as many of you are aware, I recently made a post on my Facebook page where I intended to draw attention to the conflict in the Middle East. Upon reflection, though, after having conversations with loved ones and friends, I understand my choice of words may have caused harm. But I can't actually, I can't find the post. So I'll continue to look. I was looking for it earlier, and I Somebody, it will appear because I have no doubt that one of these angry parents mm-hmm. screenshot of the thing. Oh, yes. Uh, but at this point, I don't have the actual post. You know, these teachers, whether it's Facebook or these these stinking TikTok videos, just stay off the Internet. All right. Just just <laughs> teach people. As Greg Stocker would say, not everything needs to be on Twitter. Yep. The, these teachers are on there like they're like uh, social media influencers or activists. Just shut up. Well, you know, to your point, this individual has a, you know, obviously she's a PhD, has a high level of education. She should have a brand manager like mm-hmm. Greg Stocker who would have saved her, saved this job. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought <laughs> up the education level because it's the, it's, where are we seeing most of the anti-Semitic commentary come from? The world of academia, right? Yeah. Especially the, I, so the, uh, not the very IV enlightened. League. No. I'm, I'm told these are the smart people. <laughs> okay. Ah, oh, boy. So we have we have a bunch of education stories. There's another one that <clears throat> within the past 24 hours, the uh, Department of Education, this is on a federal national level, announced that it has launched an investigation into seven schools across the country, but including our area, after receiving complaints about alleged incidents of anti-Semitism and Islamophobia as well. So this investigation includes five uh, cases of anti-Semitism, and then two Islamophobia cases. This according to Department of Ed officials at the federal level. So locally, because they're across the country, but locally it's uh, Lafayette College in Pennsylvania and then the University of Pennsylvania, which we actually knew about, the U, U of yeah. Penn one. Well, Lafayette, at, Lafayette's in Easton, PA. It's my yes. hometown. So you know it well. Yeah. The other ones are you know, Cornell University in New York, Columbia yeah. in New York, Wellesley College in Massachusetts and the Cooper Union for the Advancement of Science and Art in New York City. Mm. So to your point, you know what? I thought about that these are supposedly the most enlightened places Mm -hmm. and not exactly that image of deplorables wearing MAGA hats in rural areas. Exactly right. Right? Yep. So it's just something to... Something to chew on. So in the last couple of weeks, uh, we we hear uh, that Israel and the Jews are bad, Osama bin Laden good. Yes, correct. 
It, if, you're, if you're keeping track of the insanity, that's the way the scoreboard reflects. I, I don't know what world I'm living in. Right I, know. Now. I know. It's it's so messed up. Yes. I want to curse. Yes. Can I curse? Yeah. You, at six oh nine. Be my guest. I'll hit the button for you. <laughs> I'll dump you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to Greg's point, that TikTok video with the letter to the terrorist Osama bin Laden. That that thing is you know that's yeah. We'll get to that at seven forty five. I have all the yeah. I have all the audio of that. Um, nothing like praising the mastermind who slaughtered 3,000 oh people. Gosh. Yeah, way to go, people. And in Bucks County, I'll just update you, and it's and this is the focus of local media, both broadcast and print, that now the new board in Bucks County that we've talked a lot about, this is the Central Bucks School Board in Bucks County. So now they are they are announcing they're considering some kind of a legal challenge to the severance package of uh, superintendent, departing superintendent, Abram Lukabaugh. They say that that contract or that severance package actually violated state law. It's like 700 grand or something, isn't it? Well, part, part of it is that, part of it is that it's well over 200 grand because in that school district, I guess all of them, maybe in Pennsylvania, Greg, they get, if you don't use your sick time, you oh, roll it right. over. Yeah, that's right. He worked there 20 years. Wow. I mean, we all dealt with this in our different unions over the years, and most corporations, most unions have gotten rid of that because of this. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're looking at a quarter million dollars because the guy never called in sick yeah. in 20 plus years. Yeah, he's like Dom Giordano. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, let's get to uh, uh, so a lot of news this morning, obviously, but I do want to tell you about the forecast because I think you're going to love it. And we do, of course, have eagles coming up um, within the next few days. So we're all getting ready to wear our green. But the forecast is a stunner. Nearly 70 degrees. Uh, Some of you will feel South Jersey actually 70 degrees. In Philadelphia, more like 68, 69 degrees. But a beautiful, mostly sunny day. Absolutely gorgeous weather. And get out and enjoy it because, unfortunately, we have a big change coming in the weather. So tonight, the rain moves in. Tomorrow morning, there'll be some sprinkles and so on. And then that cold front moves in. So we're looking at tomorrow's not as bad as initially they said it would be. 57 degrees tomorrow. So so we're looking at basically mid-50s for your weekend. But... Today is a is a stunning weekend for sure. It was gorgeous yesterday. Oh my yes, gosh! Yes, it was. That Loved sunset it. last night. Amazing. Yeah. Was I was driving by? I was over by Pastorius Park in uh, Roxborough. You know where the cliff kind of is, and yep. wow! Mm-hmm. So some stunning sunsets for That's sure. Okay. It's all going to go away just in time for another ugly Saturday. It's not as ugly as uh, it's not a double bagger. It's not as ugly as we thought. <laughs> My Six, brother. 612 on a Friday. We went double bagger. In tribute of my brother, John. Oh, get ready, folks. This next three hours and 48 minutes could be wild. Kale Company News Live. Thank you very much, Dawn. <laughs> 612, let's get to one last big take of the week. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, the big take this morning, fake news media failures and accountability. Another day, another round of fake news and media failures. Whether it's news media or sports media, the American media continues to embarrass itself when it comes to truth, neutrality, and journalistic integrity. We literally spent Thursday's show discussing the Sixers story about Kelly Oubre and had to call into question some of the reporting and why more media members just seem complicit in taking everybody for their word and not doing any due diligence. The sports media world could use more Howard Eskins and less fanboys that are team shills. 
But yesterday, three stories broke that encompass news media and sports media, from CNN to Fox Sports to national and local media, both in news and sports when it comes to Major League Baseball and the world of politics. But let me start with the least egregious of the three and work my way to the other two stories that are far more important. Carissa Thompson is a sideline reporter for Fox Sports, having covered the NFL for many years, and also a studio host as well. She was on a podcast for Barstool Sports yesterday, and she made this shocking admission. Listen and watch. And I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late, and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report, so I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like They're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. It would be very funny if you were like, yeah, so I just spoke with Arthur Smith at halftime, and he said Bijan Robinson blew smoke in his face. Yeah. That's why he's not getting the ball. Michelle Tafoya, one of her former colleagues for NBC, who has left sports media as a sideline reporter and now talks about news and politics on a daily basis, roasted her yesterday online, as well as many other female sideline reporters. And the reality is this. If you couldn't get a quote from a coach or conduct the interview, you just tell your producer you had nothing to offer and avoid doing the sideline hit on television altogether. Pretty simple to me. Now, look, in the grand scheme of things, is this a major issue? No. Those interviews are usually an epic waste of time anyway, but here's why I bring that up and why I lead with it before getting to the other two stories. If sports media is willing to lie to you over something very trivial, what do you think the news media is telling you or not telling you or flat out lying to you about? That's the point, which leads me to CNN. They just can't get out of their own way and they flat out refuse to tell you the truth. I guess their motto is never let facts get in the way of a good slant, or as Dawn would say, media bias by omission. And it occurred yesterday again for CNN. At 11.11 a.m., CNN posted on social media the following update to a story that we have called them out for in the past. And the headline reads, quote, arrest made in death of Jewish protester who fell and hit his head, end quote. They did it again. The guy didn't fall and hit his head. He was assaulted by a pro-Palestinian protester, which resulted in this poor man hitting the concrete and dying. CNN was immediately squashed on social media and tried to do another stealth edit with the new headline reading, quote, arrest made in the death of Jewish protester in California after confrontation over Israel-Hamas war, end quote. They still won't say it. Even with the correction, they still can't come to the reality of reporting this properly without a slant or omitting facts. Confrontation? Disgraceful. Here are the details. A 50-year-old man has been arrested in connection with the death of a Jewish protester who fell and hit his head during pro-Israeli and pro-Palestinian protests in Southern California earlier this month. The Ventura County Sheriff's Office said in a news release on Thursday, Loe Al-Naji was arrested Thursday on suspicion of involuntary manslaughter and his bail will be set at $1 million, the news release said. Al-Naji was arrested within the hour and does not appear in the Ventura County inmate roster. CNN trying to determine if he has legal representation. And we talked about the man that he killed 
Paul Kessler, 69 years old, died after suffering a head injury following the interaction with a pro-Palestinian protester during the rallies on November 5th. It is unclear what interaction Kessler and Al-Naji had before the incident. And that is the latest press release from CNN, who continues to butcher this. It's no wonder CNN is tanking again in the ratings with their coverage of the Middle East as they are being crushed by Fox News and MSNBC. And finally, speaking of tanking, Major League Baseball, the city of Atlanta, the state of Georgia, the Braves, and the mainstream media, as well as left-wing sports media, should absolutely admit their failures and take some accountability for what they did in 2021. Big news coming down yesterday as Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manford said the Major League Baseball All-Star Game will return to Atlanta in 2025. This after the sport yanked the Midsummer Classic from Atlanta just two years ago in 2021 over allegations of Jim Crow 2.0. If you recall, Joe Biden, as well as two-time election denier Stacey Abrams, claimed that Georgia's election integrity law was making voting more difficult for minorities in urban areas. Of course, the media ran with that as fact, yet it was completely untrue. The craziest part of all of this was that they moved the All-Star game to Colorado, which has far more voter restrictions and regulations than Georgia does. But it is returning in 2025, so I guess Jim Crow just magically vanished. The reality is that blue states such as New York actually have more restrictive voting regulations than red state Georgia. News media and sports media, they all took this to social media and they cried about the injustices which never really existed. Brian Kemp, Republican governor of Georgia, tweeted the following yesterday, quote, Georgia's voting laws haven't changed, but it's good to see the MLB's misguided understanding of them has. We look forward to welcoming the All-Star Game to Georgia. Go Braves. Countless small businesses, as well as urban communities, were crushed financially by losing out on the All-Star Game in Atlanta. It is a big attraction. A lot of tourists and people from all over the country that take a summer vacation, and those be- those businesses and communities were negatively impacted by Major League Baseball's terrible decision to yank the All-Star Game from Atlanta. And this was a story that I talked about when doing Sports for Odyssey in Atlanta at the time, in 2021. But, of course, nobody thinks about this. Nobody goes next level. It's always entry-level outrage. Major League Baseball shouldn't have listened to the fans or the media and actually done some real research and realized that Georgia is a very easy state to vote in. And to top things off, Georgia just had a record-setting voter turnout in the 2022 midterm elections. But this will continue to happen. CNN, sports media, and all of the other clickbait, lazy, garbage left-wing journalists who pose as writers, but really are nothing more than activists today, will continue to do this, and the left will continue to fall for it. Further proof, yet again, how dead journalism and media really is in America. But it's a good thing you still have stations like this that point out the false narratives, omissions, and flat-out lies. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, big take this morning. If you want to jump in, thoughts and reactions, you can do so. 855-839-1210 on Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHT. Or, of course, on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the Kalen Company comment community. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reactions to all of the media mishaps from yesterday, as well as putting a bow on Biden and G in California as well as what Joe said about Gavin Newsom. That's on the way. It's Kale & Company, Friday morning.
Nick, Don, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Friday, going to be a beautiful, beautiful day. Nick, Don, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It was not a beautiful day yesterday for the media. From CNN to sports reporters to everybody in both news and sports media that was totally wrong two years ago with their rush to judgment on the Georgia voter restriction and regulations that proved to be a big nothing burger. I got to tell you, though, uh, the the sports media one blew me away yesterday. I couldn't believe that. I'd be like uh, the equivalent of Dawn going to a Central Bucks School District board meeting uh, with the intent of interviewing a mom or somebody from Moms for Liberty, never having the time to actually speak to these people, and then coming Mm -hmm. back here the next morning and making a, a, a total fabricated report that never happened, and those words never came out of that individual's mouth. And I just tell you too the the CNN one. This I feel you know, like Paul, this Paul Kessler guy, sixty nine years old. He ends up getting into a a physical altercation. This pro Palestinian guy essentially is responsible for his death, and CNN can't really just report it the proper way. Again, like Don, you talk about it all the time. A media omission, bias by omission. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're legitimately not painting the the right picture for the American public. And again, protecting these pro-Palestinian people. I don't get it. I just don't. Yeah, you, you know, you're exactly right. It just shows me so much about this individual because she doesn't, she didn't take her job seriously. Oh, you're yeah. talking about the sideline reporter? The sideline reporter. Yeah, yeah. And and then you coming know? out and publicly saying it. Like, yeah, I just, uh, I've said this before and I haven't been fired for it, so I'll say it again. Sometimes I just can't get to the coach, so I, I report back to the American public a, a contrived interview that never happened. And I just use basically, um, you know, generic buzzwords as if the coach really told me that. But I think that the, what was telling about the that interview was that when she was speaking about it, she said, you know, you work so hard and you get all this background information. You talk to the players and the coaches yeah. and you're all prepared. And then you only have, you know, 24 seconds. And then your sideline report isn't even on camera. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, yeah. so it's all about you getting yeah, your yeah. FaceTime. That is correct. And, you know, and yeah. we all we all know people who are like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So that I remember in journalism school at the University of Minnesota, Minneapolis. And this one adjunct professor said, Who's here because they want to be on TV and these two, like, I hate to say it, but stereotypical, you know, girls up front of it, like, all made up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, and me, yeah, and yeah, you could yeah. tell the professor was like, uh-huh. but, you know, tr- but that professor tried to instill in them the importance of freedom of speech, freedom of press, yep. and just how important it is to, to understand that when you are reporting, whether it's sports, whether it's news, whatever that is, mm-hmm. somebody's telling you a story. And entrusting you to tell it. And likewise, that viewer or listener yep. is, is trusting you. Mm-hmm. And so this is, it's... This is why people don't trust the media. Exactly. Yeah. My grandma used to always say, a, a thief is a liar and a liar is a thief. That's correct. And that's what this individual is. She's mm-hmm. a low-quality individual and does not have integrity. Nope. 855-839-1210, the phone number. So it's been an interesting couple of days out on the left coast in San Francisco, California, both for Gavin Newsom, Joe Biden, and Dictator Xi. Uh, a couple of stories that we can get into here. Uh, first of all, 
Biden, uh, this from the Washington Examiner, headline reading, Biden stokes Newsom presidential buzz at APEC event alongside the California governor. And uh, he basically is saying, yeah, Gavin is running a shadow campaign and he kind of wants my job or he can have my job. I think he said, quote, he can he can have the job I'm looking for. Well, didn't Tony Bruno predict this? Yeah, did, Bruno did predict this. He said on Wednesday on the show yep. that the the discussions were going to start mm-hmm. in San Francisco with this APEC meeting. I, I mean, do you think it, it, it is so obvious and a done deal and a formality that Biden already knows that he's just he's done? Like, do you, do you think he's either been told that or he's arrived at that conclusion himself like and legitimately knows that he's just one and done and this is the swan song final year i don't know i still believe this look i i was on record months ago saying that i don't believe it's going to be trump and biden you did say that um but i'll believe the gavin newsom hype when i see it mm-hmm. right now i hear a lot of speculation i know the washington examiner wrote about it i know uh clay travis was talking about it yesterday um, Tony Bruno said it on this show for mm-hmm. the last two weeks. I, I just don't. He's gonna he's gonna leapfrog the first vice president of color, uh, the man mm-hmm. in the woke party. He's really gonna do that. Is, is that the is in your opinion? Is that the biggest roadblock preventing him from doing? Oh, it? absolutely. Because you know he's gonna be then labeled racist. He's uh, he's sexist once again. The good looking straight white cis male gets gets the gig in America. But also kicking Kamala Harris to the curb. We've talked about this before. As far as you know, if Joe was to would to you know would ditch her, so to speak, it would be a public admission. That DEI fails. Mm-hmm. She's the face of it, right? Yep, yep. She shattered the glass ceiling, and she's going to get you know leapfrogged by by a guy in California who, by all accounts, when you look at policy and effectiveness, he's the opposite of DeSantis. Well, this has to be walked back very carefully because the 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 Democrats know that if Joe stepped aside and Kamala ran, it, it would be the end. Mm-hmm. They have a better chance with Gavin Newsom. They know that, yep. mm-hmm. but they all—it also can't look like right. he's—he's he's like we don't trust this woman of color. Well, yeah. So this, for this white guy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't know. This is what happens though when you play the identity politics game because now you become your own worst enemy, yeah, and you end up being uh, the violator of what you advocate for and against all the time with every single piece of nuanced conversation on any subject. I mean, we all like we all know that Gavin Newsom is not a good governor in California. Cost of living, the crime, the homeless, it's a disaster in that state, especially uh, in, in the city of San Francisco, which is probably even worse than Los Angeles. But he would absolutely make a better president than Kamala Harris. I think myself, I think Don Stensland, I think Greg Anthony Dorenzo would be a more qualified <laughs> candidate than than uh, Kamala Harris, but you're right. They have to tread very lightly with this. They have to cut a deal. Yeah. So Democrats, I think, boy, Elizabeth Warren has got to be, or you know, America's mother-in-law, as Rich always calls her. But I just think, you know, Elizabeth Warren is sitting here going, if I had, been, if they just chosen me as the Veep, oh. I could handle this. You know, there's probably so much consternation within the party, yeah. but they always seem to figure it out. And so, what do they offer her? What do they offer Kamala Harris? And uh, Dougie, her husband, yeah. what do they offer them to make them step aside? Because yeah. it because it would have to be something huge, right? All expenses paid trip to Gaza. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, but you know what I mean. It, but to your point, it, 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 seriously, it would have to be. 
it, it would it have to involve prestige, but it would have to involve, you know, that show me the money. That's correct. Moment, right? Yes. What could that possibly look like? I know. And they've got a lot of different things to massage. They've got to massage the Kamala factor, the Joe factor. Is it coming up with just some sort of contrived, ridiculous excuse to wiggle out the back door? It's certainly going to not be including anything with classified documents because that story came down yesterday for Joe. As Biden, uh, I love the way the New York Post framed this, uh, Biden expected to face harsh criticism but not be charged in classified document probe. Joe? We will not charge you. I, Robert Herr speaking here. You will not be charged, but you will never do this again. Do you understand me? We, we will not tolerate what you did. Do you understand, Joe? All right, now go on your way. <laughs> go on your way. You're all done. Go so, stand in the corner, go, Joe. Go, time out in the corner, Joe. Put your head down on <laughs> your desk. Corner? Yes. So uh, special counsel Robert Herr's team uh, crafting what they say will be a report uh, on Joe Biden after this months-long probe that is expected to be sharply critical of the 80-year-old president and his staff's handling of sensitive materials, but isn't expected to charge anyone over the matter. And, of course, we all remember the graphic image Joe's Corvette in the garage, the garage door up, and zoomed in on many people's camera on that picture, that graphic image that was posted on social media. You see the big cardboard box behind the garage or in the garage behind the Corvette with all those documents that will lead to nothing. And really, it's it, it's the conclusion of three things. And we all know this. We, we knew this was going to be the case. You've got the DOJ in your back pocket. We clearly have a two-tier justice system. We also have a inept elected officials within the Republican Party that can't achieve anything. I, I'm not sure that some of these people from the House Oversight Committee, I'm not sure they, they could find breasts in an adult entertainment room if they walked in. <laughs> that's, how, that's how clueless this group is. Um, so I'm not surprised at all by, by any of this yesterday. He, he's going to face harsh criticism. Oh, Congratulations. So, uh, meanwhile, Trump faces uh, more stuff with Mar-a-Lago when it comes to classified documents. So, uh, not necessarily apples to apples, I suppose, when it comes to uh, current or former presidents and what they take with them uh, to different pieces of property. And then lastly, on the Biden front, we'll put a bow on it this way. Um, This is really uh, something I think that kind of makes your stomach turn a little bit. Uh, It was bad enough two days ago. On Wednesday, when we saw all the Chinese flags that were flying in San Francisco, the motorcade coming around the corner for Xi, you would have thought that this was like a um, you know a holiday parade over in China, but this was happening right here in our nation in San Francisco. So as they kind of wrap things up for their two days, Xi and Biden uh, had a bunch of business uh, leaders in, in the community, uh, some of the most uh, likable individuals you will ever meet, people that, you know, I think this audience would love to drop $2,000 to sit next to, uh, or maybe even a $40,000 tab if you want to sit at Xi's table. Uh, they included uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook, Blackstone's Steve Schwarzman, BlackRock's Larry Fink, uh, Bridgewater Associates' Ray Dalio, Pfizer's Albert Bola, and Boeing's Stan Deal. And uh, you have uh, one of the leaders, and I'll totally butcher this name, uh, mm-hmm. one of the um, CEOs of Visa, Raj Subramaniam. I think he was in uh, The Big Bang Theory. Um, <laughs> and they were all present for this occasion, which was hosted by U.S.-China Central Business Leader and Council Members uh, on U.S.-China Relations. And they all gave a standing ovation to Xi. It's sick. I mean, what... 
I guess I'm just really repeating what I said yesterday, but in a different setting. Why are we praising this individual? Because all the business is done there. Oh, I, I know. You know I what know. I mean? Like, I, we need China. They need us. It is this weird, abusive relationship where we know the other is cheating on us. Mm-hmm. We just or beating us, and yep. we just keep going back and back and back and back and back yes, because we need to. Yeah, you know, because we have some vested interest in money or whatever. And we make excuses mm-hmm. and we say, "Well, you know, these are this is what we need to do because this is a uh, uh, this is a uh, uh, you know we need peace. Yeah. We need uh, we don't want to go to war, and you know we need to keep them at bay. And this is diplomacy. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know it's decades in the making. This is you know this is part of what happens when you outsource all of your work to China. We're 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 bending over, and they're making us their you know b word. Yeah, they are." They are. And you think about all these people. Like I just mentioned uh, Blackstone, Steve Schwarzman, and BlackRock's Larry Fink. Those are guys, especially Larry Fink with BlackRock. You sit there and you say, well, why would Bud Light ever have Dylan Mulvaney on their beer can? Because guys like Larry Fink with these social credit scores of companies, we've talked about this before, CEI and CSG and how your company rates and inclusivity and all this other stuff. All of that supersedes the fact that you could lose 30% of your market share like Bud Light did. That's all these companies care about. Well, the, the problem is, is that you, you know, it's one thing to do business over in China, you, ha- you know, like unfortunately that's the world we live in right now yeah but to give a, like a standing ovation to a dictator i know it, it is guys literally conducting a genocide yeah i mean this is really what he is doing over in china is no different than what palestinians and hamas wants to do with 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 the jews yep. they, they want they they do not want muslim people in the nation of china which is the point of that genocide that has been going on forever now and is Hardly ever gets any attention in the media cycle. But aren't we all complicit? Yeah, of course. I mean, why don't yep. we, yep. Th- you know, we could easily, if we want to do all America and everybody just uh, give up your iPhones. <laughs> Toss just your iPhone give up your thing. iPhone. Give no, up your, not my iPhone. Smart, you know, and maybe that's what we should do. Maybe that is the answer. Can you imagine all oh, the, man. oh my God, like I can't live without my phone. Uh-huh. But seriously, you know, 100,000 estimated Uyghurs in slave labor, yep. allegedly, we all we all are complicit in this, and we're doing nothing about it. That's yep. correct. Yeah, I, yeah, there's, yeah, there's nothing. I mean, nobody's going to give up of course, not. the goods and stuff we get from China. So no. it's, you know, and God only knows, like, can you imagine the the people that, that make these phones, you know, it, it's basically... Slave labor camp, it is probably it is, and you know we're sitting here being like, oh yes, yeah, the new iPhone. Yeah. Uh, let me see the titanium. Yeah, iPhone fifteen. It it's, uh, has uh, it has uh, three lenses and it's uh, beautiful <laughs> camera. Yeah, and not just that, we get we learned well what we learned in COVID. This could be a book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we also learned during COVID that how much. How much we rely on China for our prescription medication? Yep, yep. That's, that's the, not good. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, we're not. It, it's it's one thing to say that we can you know get off the teat of China, but we we really we really can't. This nation would crash and burn without China. But do we need to give the dictator a standing ovation? I know it's it's really. It's really kind of sad. Why don't we just make him the time man of the year as well while we're at it? Well, that's coming. <laughs> You're probably right. Well, in a sarcastic way, it is because think about the victory for him, and then he and it was almost like a you could take it as a, a sarcasm where you picture him in the back, kind of giggling when he says, "And I gave him some pandas." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it's it's 
we're such suckers. Yep. Kevin pulls on the YouTube chat, writes, uh, ditch iPhones and buy Korean Samsungs instead. Yes. <laughs> yeah, give me a bootleg Samsung Galaxy <laughs> with all kinds of issues on it. Uh, 855-839-1210, the phone number. It was scarier than January 6th. So say Democrats. We'll get to that as we continue. Piazza Auto Group, though, they're scary. Scary good. Uh, It's been an amazing partnership, a great relationship. And one of the things that I love about working with the Piazza Auto Group is the extensive inventory that they provide. It's, It's more than just 17 locations and 35 different brands. It's the newest inventory in a wide-ranging variety of automobiles. I stopped by the Piazza Hyundai of Westchester on Route 202. This was just about three weeks ago now. And they said, hey, I want to show you something. Why don't you check, check out this, this Hyundai Ionic? And I'm like, the Hyundai Ionic? What's that about? It's the Hyundai Ionic 5, and it's a 2024 that is all electric. And I couldn't believe that an electric vehicle could be so powerful. 320 horsepower fully electric 320 horsepower that's 30 horsepower percentage points higher than my honda ridgeline truck pretty wild and you get a 300 mile range on the battery and also the battery for as far as charging goes from as low as 10 percent right back up to 80 90 percent in just about 15 minutes and you can take advantage of a complimentary home charger and up to a 600 dollars installation credit with a purchase or a lease at Piazza Hyundai of Westchester, or check them out in Pottstown. Shop online. Check it out right now. Do it today. PiazzaAutoGroup.com. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Don will have some news to kick off the 7 o'clock hour. What's on the cut sheet? 745. Also, very, very good polling news for Nikki Haley. We'll get to that in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, but as we wrap up the first hour of the show, uh, we go back and look at what transpired. And yesterday we had more ridiculous protests. I believe we had protests here in the city of Philadelphia in Center City that was shutting down some of our streets, uh, probably not too far from where we are headquartered at here. Uh, also yesterday in San Francisco, I believe one of the bridges shut down completely with these pro-Palestinian protesters. Uh, and that continues from what we saw Wednesday night in Washington, D.C., uh, following what Capitol Police characterized as an illegal and violent protest at the Democratic National Committee headquarters on Wednesday evening, where at least one demonstrator was arrested and six officers were left injured. And several Democratic lawmakers were actually inside at night that night when the protesters arrived, barricading themselves in front of the doors to prevent anyone from entering or exiting the building, which is, of course, illegal. You cannot prevent or stop the free flow of humans and their free will under your free speech rights in the First Amendment. Uh, One lawmaker said that the protest, quote, scared me more than January 6th. That, according to Axios, quote, police were wearing gas masks. This was not peaceful. Capitol Police revealed that injured officers and the injuries to officers ranged from minor cuts to being pepper sprayed and being punched. Uh, The protester who faced arrest did so due to uh, assaulting an officer. There were roughly 150 people demonstrating outside the DNC, and it was reported that House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, among the numerous Democrats in attendance, when chanting could be heard from the outside. 
So this is very interesting. And, you know, Don, this is not a, a Republican lawmaker or a Fox News host or Nick Kale or Don Stenzlin saying this. This is a Democrat coming out and, uh, you know, condition of anonymity, the whole thing. They were more scared than on January 6th, which when you go back and you look at a lot of the footage, you can certainly understand why. And I'm, I'm looking at the footage from it Wednesday night, a couple of different angles. Not one person got in on November 15th inside if they were trying to get in. Yet there were a lot of people that got inside on January 6th. And I just have to ask myself, now, why is that? But um, again, let's 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 stop with the left and their their little catchphrase, their little buzzwords of mostly peaceful, because when you watch a lot of these pro-Palestinian protesters, they are not peaceful protesters. I mean, you, there is a level of vitriol and a level of rage. I think if you're uh, OK, I thought we were just watching it up on YouTube. Maybe that was not the YouTube clip, but um, you could tell that this is something. And I've said this what about a week and a half ago i think this is a powder keg waiting to explode and i i do believe at some point very very soon don't know when don't know where uh actually a little surprised that it took san francisco of all cities uh almost six weeks to have a protest that literally reached the point of shutting down the free flow of traffic like if you saw the video yesterday the whole bridge was shut down there was just cars backed up everywhere while these people ruin other people's days, uh, it's just that is infuriating. You know, whether you're trying to get to work, get home from work. I mean, what what if God forbid you were having trying to rush to the hospital? What if, what if somebody had a heart attack? What if your wife was pregnant and you're trying to take her to the, the the delivery room to give birth? And you've got these madmen out there and women that are just shutting everything down, which is illegal. And as we saw Wednesday night, um, we had arrests that were made, probably not enough probably had more people that could be arrested, and we'll see if they will be as as diligent in their pursuit of uh, these individuals that violated laws. 855-839-1210. All right, we'll come back, get to the news. Round number two is on the way, and Nikki Haley, her stock continues to rise as she is on a roll right now, even in the face of some of her comments and the nonstop assaults verbally from her buddy, Vivek Ramaswamy. We'll get to that as we continue. Hour two next here on Kale and Company. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. We would like to get to 5,000 subscribers by some point today. That would be cool. It would. Are we close? Probably like, like we were what thirty five, forty away yesterday. No, we were like seventy away 70? yesterday, and I think we're at like fifty something now. Okay, only got twenty something overnight. So if you're <laughs> if you're uh, if you're watching right now, listening right now, please hit the subscribe button. Our goal is to get to five thousand subscribers by the end of the day today. That is correct. We only need fifty people. So go to youtube.com slash at twelve ten wpht, youtube.com slash at twelve ten wpht. And hit the subscribe button, please. Very simple. Very simple. We just need 50 of you. That's right. Nice round number, 5,000 going into the Thanksgiving yep. holiday. It'd be a very cool uh, that's all I, accomplishment. That's all, that's all I ask for. There you go. Buy some merchandise, too. We got merchandise <laughs> okay. for sale. Buy the merch. Right, just getting, do everything. You're getting greedy now. I am. I am. Let's yeah. try. I'm taking my last shot here of the week. 
right, 855-839-1210 to climb in. Cut sheet's going to be great today at 745. Also, some very good news for Nikki Haley. And also, uh, we'll try to get to this before the cut sheet. If not, we'll get to it after. Uh, people still trying to float out the idea as we enter flu, COVID, and RSV season that you should maybe do your dining outdoors in the cold to avoid getting the trifecta of death. Yes, Bloomberg with a ridiculous headline and story. What? Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, I, there's there's a part of me that does like dining outdoors. Sure, when it's 70 degrees. Wow, 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 no. Mm-hmm. A little crisp night, I'm fine dining outdoors, but it's not because I'm scared of getting right. whatever. I just, yeah. you know. I like, just you like know. it. I like yeah. I like a nice cup of coffee on a fall Saturday morning when it's like fifty five degrees. Get the heat lamp out. And yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But it's not because I'm afraid to congregate together at the table inside of a restaurant getting COVID. And we're actually still doing this, so uh, we'll talk about that story coming up. But let's get to some news, shall we? Seven oh three. Dawn's got the deets for round number two, and here's the great Dawn Stenslin. Yeah, so in the news this morning, Friday morning, November 17th, big warm-up in the weather just for today, which is going to feel like a real treat. We are sponsored this morning by Consumer Cellular. So near Lincoln Financial Field, we have the report of, it sounds like something out of uh, Rocky, out out of the movie series Rocky, with the beef bandits striking. Yeah, these six suspects got away with, more than $7,600 worth of frozen meat, beef, specifically from a big truck near Lincoln Financial Field. A lot of cheesesteaks uh, left unaccounted for, <laughs> I, I guess. guess. Yeah. Searching for the beef bandits. But Philadelphia police saying these six suspects got these huge boxes, 15 boxes of frozen meat. Happened this week from a refrigerated tractor trailer that was in South Philadelphia, uh, just outside the South Philly Jetro, right near Lincoln Financial Field. So it happened overnight. Looks like they knew what they were looking for. We've heard, you know, remember the dimes story? There was a, so sometimes these trucks, they come in and maybe the truck driver's sleeping or that sort of thing. And so it looks like a targeted attack. They knew what they were looking for with regard to the uh, what was in stock. Mm-hmm. But they say that it's 7th and Patterson right near that warehouse you know, area. But the driver says he felt something shaking from the cargo area, so gets out of the truck to investigate and then uh, stip- stumbles right onto the situation as it was unfolding. Masked uh, men in the back of the truck, and these guys were you know, uh, lo- unloading these huge boxes. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're trying to be quiet, trying not to awaken the driver, that sort of thing, because it happened in the middle of the night. But they got away, loaded everything up into a big vehicle, into like a a Explorer, some kind of big SUV, Mm -hmm. and got away with nearly eight grand worth of the beef. Frankie, take the Amarosa's rolls as well. Get the onions while we're at it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it was so this is happening more and more. I just I don't know if. It was locked up, you know, in a high-quality way. Maybe they need to check their locks. Yeah. That's my only thought as to, you know, these are investigated. Is it a is it an inside job? Is is the truck driver complicit? You know, all of these questions police have to ask. But at this point, it really looks like a genuine situation where these armed yeah. bandits got away with it. Could be, so. some, could be some rogue employees from Arby's. You know, they say we have the meats, so maybe they're trying to put people out of business. <laughs> We have a a very tense public meeting 
as this was, uh, there were protesters that some of them kicked out of this session in at a Center City Hotel as they talk about the new development, the proposed Sixers new site. And this is over in the Chinatown area in Philadelphia's Chinatown. So a lot of protesters are against this. So they did kick out, I think, two people at least out of the meeting, out of the meeting, and they were holding up these signs, you know, zero cost to Philly taxpayers who pays for infrastructure, et cetera, Mm -hmm. and claiming that only, you know, 11 jobs would be created, that sort of thing. But we've been covering these contentious meetings about whether or not it's a good idea to put the new Sixers, you know, sites, the new Sixers headquarters, take it out of Camden and actually put it right in the heart of Chinatown. Mm-hmm. A lot of people concerned about that one. Yes, so indeed. We've been following that for quite some time. And, and uh, certainly the new mayor-elect, Sherelle Parker, how she, how she views this, that's critical to this question. We also have in the news, we've been covering for you all these school stories. And we talked about the Colonial School District. Kind of some shocking news out of there as parents came out, community members came out and talked about, you know, high profile, um, Dr. Jamina Clay, who was there, who has worked there and posted on social media what they call a, an outrageous, controversial Facebook posting in which she was talking about Israel's military and the situation there. This is Dr. Jamina Clay, who has since resigned saying that she intended to draw attention to the conflict in the Middle East, but realized that her choice of words may have caused harm to many, and she did not mean to make that impact on the community. So I can't find that original post. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm sure somebody has a screenshot, but they're saying it was quite hateful, shocking, anti-Semitic, and very hurtful especially to Jewish members of the community. I always love when they post these follow-up responses and they give their rationale as to what they were thinking at the time. And then they say, you know, after consulting with friends and family, it's like you got to go to like all of these, your little circle to realize how, and I, again, I like to your point, I haven't seen the message either, but I'd love to see how just how obvious it was what her, what her intent was and what the message said. It's like, I don't understand how some of these people are so oblivious to what they're typing before they actually hit like submit and post. Yeah. Well, I think she thought that she could post whatever she wanted. Mm -hmm. So that what's interesting is the school district of Philadelphia released a statement because she remains a, an assistant superintendent overseeing 10 schools here in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And they released a statement saying that, in fact, she has under their policy and their contracts that all employees have a First Amendment right to free speech. Okay. So she remains, you know, on the job for Philadelphia under the Philadelphia umbrella, no longer with the Colonial School District. Gotcha. And I'll I'll just say that since we're on the First Amendment, a New York judge lifted that gag order that barred Trump, uh, you know, former President Donald J. Trump from... Um, Speaking out in the court, this is in his alleged fraud trial in New York City, but a higher court lifting that gag order saying that a candidate like Trump has a right to Mm -hmm. First Amendment freedom of speech. That's right. um, We can parse that one. Now he can go back to uh, posting on truth about Engamoron, (laughs) (laughs) which we'll probably have one tonight at 2.45 in the morning. (laughs) Probably. Go to bed, Mr. President. Get some sleep. Please. We are sponsored in the news by Consumer Cellular 
offering unlimited talk and text on every plan starting at $20 a month. Stay connected in rain, sleet, and snow with their premium nationwide 5G coverage. No contract, free activation. Just visit ConsumerCellular.com. You can switch today. I will just tell you in the forecast today, what a stunning forecast for today. Get out there, enjoy it because there's a big change coming in the weather. So as we look at the forecast, we are seeing that um, today we're nearly 70 degrees. South Jersey, uh, nearly 70 in the city of Philadelphia and beyond, 68-ish, but mostly sunny skies. The rain is set to move in, and that's later this afternoon into the evening. So um, it looks to be, yeah, they've just upped it. Friday, 70 degrees now. They Earlier this morning, they had it for 68, but for Philadelphia, 70. So for your tomorrow, for Saturday, overnight, we get we get a little bit of rain. A cold, cold front moves through. So tomorrow, more seasonable, 57 degrees with mostly sunny skies. And then for your Sunday, bright sunny skies, not many clouds even in the skies, but 55 degrees. So we do have this adjustment, if you will, in the forecast. So enjoy. I don't see another 70 for uh, like this may have been this may be the last day to enjoy it. What time is your is your? Well, kick- we're not going to do it now. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, Bill's got Christmas music stuff to do for the station oh. in the hall. They started that again yesterday, by the way, at nine a.m. You know that? Yeah, yeah. On November sixteenth, we're playing Christmas music. So now, because he can't golf with you, I know I'm, I'm bummed out. You're gonna blame the Christmas music. I'm blame Christmas music. I blame Odyssey. I'm gonna take a three hour nap today. I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted. You cracked me up. I will not play by myself. Oh, my gosh. No. Well, maybe Nick will find somebody to play with. I know. I'll put, right. I'll put out the request on Twitter and get a listener out there. <laughs> Just a reminder that it's a big marathon weekend, so street closures uh, begin today and run through tomorrow. So just remember that as you uh, make your plans if you're in Center City. Kellen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. Cut sheet coming up at 745. Also, some interesting stories with Gen Z. We've got some stuff in the world of COVID. Uh, and now I want to get to Nikki Haley. I thought this was very, very interesting. You know, we've been looking at a lot of different polls with Trump. We've been looking at how, how elections look with uh, a third-party candidate factored in, RFK Jr., Joe Manchin, Cornell West. But a new Marquette Law School national survey finds that Biden is trailing three GOP opponents. And this is very good news for Nikki Haley. Uh, so this courtesy of Marquette University and their law school poll, their national survey of registered voters finds that President Joe Biden is trailing against each of the top three per- potential Republican candidates with former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley leading Joe Biden by a whopping 10 points. What? 10 points. 55 to 45 percent. Former President Trump leads Biden by four points, 52 to 48. And even DeSantis, Ron DeSantis leads Joe Biden by two points, 51 percent to 49 percent. So we always say, and I think it's it's fact, every time that Trump gets indicted, every time there's new cases brought against him, he surges in the polls. I'm actually at the point now where I think the takeaway is the more Vivek Ramaswamy goes after Nikki Haley, the better she does in the polls. And I think I said this yesterday. Polls are different than Twitter. Everybody on Twitter is pro Vivek and saying that he is absolutely right. Nikki is this. Nikki is that. 
Nikki's a swamp creature, a warmonger. She's uh, the Republican Hillary Clinton, the whole bit. I've seen all these people with big followings on social media that are all in Vivek's corner. And Nikki is uh, the last thing that we need in this country. And yet, when you look at the polls, America is liking her. Polls lie. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) No, I I understand. It it is interesting. I, I just feel like these... You know, the Marquette poll is super interesting, yeah. uh, especially the 10 points with Nikki. I just – can we name one poll that, that has been right in the last no. couple of years? No. Honestly, you're, like I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly saying that. Do yes. we know any – I've seen things on Twitter that said uh, the polls uh, uh, pretty much predicted what would happen in the, um, in the uh, 2023 outcome. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what polls were those? Because I didn't see any of them. That's right. And if you think about it, each poll, well, it's 1,500 there, it's yeah. 1,700 there, it's 3,400 people here. And, you know, they keep they keep doing them. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it is just such a small sample size, if people are just lying, what it is, but I, they're just not a reliable indicator. I'm just interested to see. I, I'm, I'm so looking forward. To, when is the first uh, vote going to be cast? Uh, for, what is that? Oh, January twenty third. Yeah, for primary. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm I'm interested to see how well nine weeks away a lot of these people do. Yep, nine and weeks. how accurate these polls are. Mm-hmm. But I I think you you know it's I know and this gets down into the weeds. But in other words, New Hampshire. So the fact that like I think in New Hampshire there was a poll last night where Chris Christie went into third. But think about New Hampshire. Think about their their governor Sununu is like really moderate. So I can see where somebody like Christie would. New Hampshire might go. For, I think each state, if you read into it very carefully, each state is different. So sure. I can, like Iowa seems to be, you know, those individuals, farmers, mm-hmm. very different from folks in New Hampshire, where yeah. I think it's much more moderate. It is. So I, I don't know. I do try to look to your point about the polls. I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust the polls anymore. Uh, but. I think that you can look for trends, you can look for patterns. Mm-hmm. The fact that Nikki Haley, I mean, let's just face it, she's solid. I know. Even though we can say what we want about her, but she's solid. Mm-hmm. And and she's a big name out there, and I, I think that she holds her own. And not for nothing, but she looks, and I always say not for nothing, uh, here but we go. she looks, she has the look. Oh, of course. <sighs> she has the pre- She looks to me like, yeah. okay, I can see her as the president well, of the United States. We, we've said the same thing about Gavin Newsom. He's got the look, right? He's got the the quaff Arr. the quaff hair. He's got the look. Who's that rock set? Yeah. Got yeah. Greg I, I just you're you're both you're both hundred like Nikki Haley is solid. Come on, guys. Come she on. is though. Okay, okay. She is. She's I, solid. Like I, said, I think she. I think she. She's my top choice now that Tim Scott's out. She's my top choice for Veep. Mm. Oh my God. I don't. I don't know. I just. Uh. Ultimately, I honest to God. Any of the people on the GOP on the GOP stage right now, even with Tim Scott still in there, mm-hmm. are so much better than what we've got. You're both any, high. Any one of them is better. No, I'm really serious. What we have right now is a disaster. It is. Nim- Nimrata. <laughs> Nimrata Nikki Haley. <laughs> Nimrata. She takes her I just middle wanna, name. I want to keep calling her that. You know Trump wants to as well. We've got Nimrata over here. <laughs> She's a Nimrod. Can't call her a Nimrod. 
right. 855-839-1210. I don't do a great Trump. I got to work on that. I should really start spending more time. I, that was actually pretty good. What it was, just no, I think it, it sucks, to be honest. <laughs> it, was it, was that, it was absolutely terrible. We got to get our boy back on again Sean. before the holidays. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. so good. He is great. Yep. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to get to a couple of things in the world of COVID. A ridiculous article from Bloomberg, uh, but also Senator Johnson from Wisconsin is coming after Tony Fauci. The details as we continue on Kale & Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. You've heard me talk now for years about Chapman, Windows, Doors, and Siding. I think the world at this point of the Chapman family team, Mike and Mark Chapman, started their business. Two brothers started this business in Chester County decades ago and uh, just men of integrity. Their kids, their family, and as the family has grown, the business has grown. They have done amazing work, beautiful work in my home and certainly making it more energy efficient with those patio doors and window replacing, window replacement in the foyer area. So I only trust Chapman and their team. You know that. But you may not think of the Chapmans right away for siding and stucco remediation. You should. It's an incredible investment in your home. So think Chapman if that's what you're thinking about, either removing your current stucco and then replacing it with siding, or maybe you just want to change things up for curb appeal reasons. Whatever that is, if you want to update with James Hardy Plank or Vinyl Siding, this would surely add true value and beauty to your home. Obviously, whether you're going to stay in your home or whether you're going to maybe sell your home, maybe you're thinking about adding to that curb appeal, right now is a great time to get ahead of the ball. Plan your siding project now for upcoming 2024. Certified Chapman installers are the professionals you want on the job. So if you or maybe somebody you know or love is looking for windows, doors, siding, shutters, hardware, uh, stucco, remedi- stucco or stucco remediation, just give them a call. Text them 610-431-8898. You can text them as well. They're listening right now. ChapmanWindowsDoors.com. Chapman, the name I trust. Tell them Dawn sent you. Friday morning. Hopefully all of you off to a great start. Maybe a three-day weekend. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, 855-839-1210. Just about 20 minutes out from what's on the cut sheet. Very, very good edition coming up on Friday. Some say it's the best edition of the week. Also, still ahead this morning, morning mystery movie clip. Great prize for you. $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. And, uh... A lot of other good stories. I've got a nice little uh, variety here from some Gen Z absurdity. We've also got a lot of updates. Um, A Bud Light update, a Simpsons update, a Tim Scott update, a Paul Pelosi update, and a Florida teacher update. If you recall the story of the teacher that took the Nintendo Switch from a 6'4", 270-pound boy that basically obliterated this uh, te- poor teacher like she was uh, Joe Burrow on Thursday Night Football. Uh, just a, an awful story with what this lady's having to endure in her life now. By the way, if you're, uh, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, they, uh, the boys in the back just put up a poll <clears throat> on the YouTube chat. Is Nikki Haley a solid candidate? Oh. Yes or no? Right now, um, well, you guys want to guess? I'll say seventy-eight uh, percent say no. Uh, you're, you're very close. Eighty percent. Eighty percent say no Come right on. now. But so. if she were not running against Trump, mm. right, right, right. In other words, if if uh, if she drops out of the race tomorrow, and Trump says, "I'm considering her for a Veep," 
then rethink that. Was it, so uh, when I say she's solid, I mean overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, is she somebody that Trump should put in his pool for thinking about as a Veep? Yes, I think so. I agree. I you totally know. agree. And always fade the public. If 80% are on one side, go the other way. You'll probably be on the right side. It's just what attracted voters to Trump mm-hmm. is the polar opposite of what Nikki Haley brings to the table. Right, which is what she's battling against Vivek because Vivek has some of the Trump um, attributes, so to speak, right? Yeah, he's Outsider. like a, he's like a Trump mini-me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he's like he's like, look, I can take on the media too. Look mm-hmm. at me. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, it's funny. We we talked about and remember this. We're going to go down a rabbit hole here, but that's fine. This is just coming out of, out of the blue. What did Piers Morgan say over a year ago when he had Ron DeSantis on his show? He was like, Ron, people are saying you are the Diet Coke to Trump's Coke. <laughs> You're Trump light, right? Yeah. Oh, DeSantis, he's just a mini-me of, of Donald Trump. Re- Honestly, if you think about it, Vivek Ramaswamy, far more similar to Trump, outsider, businessman, incredibly wealthy, the whole bit, whereas DeSantis, more in line, if you, if you want to say swamp creature versus outsider, he's more like Nikki Haley from that standpoint of you know being in politics, career politician, but also... Um, if we're looking at it on the scale of, you know, from moderate to conservative, there's nobody really more more conservative in this race right now than Ron DeSantis. So you can look at it uh, a million different ways. Exile Kraken says, even with Dawn's added explanation, I'm a hard no. No more uh, rhino globalists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't well, Okay. I think he's got some conservative qualities to her. I don't... Yeah. What, what bothers me about the media coverage uh, is that ultimately they don't want the, the media in particular, they don't want to admit Trump's the man. Trump is, is the candidate. He's the man. In my mind, there's nobody else. Right. And if you look at the polls, that is consistent, even though the patterns may, when you look at the overall pattern, mm-hmm. nobody comes close. Nobody's coming close. And so I think that you have a rock solid part of the country that says Donald J. Trump should be president again, will be president again, because he's authentic. Mm-hmm. He Even her social, uh, Nikki Haley, now she walked back part of that, you know, you played it yesterday, talking about she thinks she thinks that, um, you know, we should, whatever, ban TikTok or this and that. She says things like that. Trump, you, know, you can criticize Trump for saying things that are maybe blustery or that sort of thing, but he wouldn't have said something like that because he doesn't think that. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's the part of him that's just he just says it like it is. And, and you know it yep. when you see it. And he's been impenetrable so far. Like no, nobody yeah. has been able to land a blow. Trump. You know what Trump is? If you go back to the movie Independence Day with Will Smith. Remember when that big thing kind of just flew across the top of the city and the president and Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum were trying to penetrate it and they couldn't until they uploaded the virus. And then finally the rocket got through and it obliterated it. That's Trump right now. Nobody like they need Vivek. Vivek doesn't want to go after him. DeSantis swings and misses. Christie's literally said, I'm going to try to knock Donald Trump out, like to be the tough guy bully. That has failed. Everybody's kind of carved their own path. Nobody's made an indent. None. 855-839-1210. Love your description. You like that little Independence Day mention? I don't know where that came from either. I'm on one today. All right. Uh, cut sheets coming up at 745. And uh, if you're getting ready for the holidays, 
Get ready to eat outside. You might get COVID and die if you uh, sit inside for too long with family. We're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I'm telling you, the Eagles at Kansas City on Monday, <clears throat> the Monday night game. It feels like it's been six years since the Eagles played last. Uh, the money line bet is right now is Philadelphia plus 120. Plunk $5 on that, and you'll win 150 bucks if the Eagles win. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. You can bet on everything from spreads, player props, over-under, so much more. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg, FanDuel.com slash Greg right now, and sign up. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210WPHT and the NFL. 21 and over, President PA, first online to run money wager only, $5 pregame money line bet required. $10 for a deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Just about 10 minutes out from what is on the cut sheet. Always look forward to the Friday edition of that. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer Thanksgiving uh, upon us, and um, you're going to be congregating uh, with family members, maybe traveling, uh, taking some time off of work. Maybe you're out all of next week. Uh, Maybe you don't return to the following Tuesday, uh, something to that effect. And, you know, we're going to see, I think, what what did we hear from AAA? This is the, uh, this is, we're predicting this will be the most traveled holiday uh, since uh, pre-pandemic 2019. We seem to hear that every year for the last couple of years. Uh, and Bloomberg News with um, an article talking about whether or not it is still the right thing to do about indoor dining being too dangerous because of COVID and if you should actually eat outdoors. I'll never forget the visual images of, I guess this would be the winter of 2020 as the year rolls into 2021 so we're nine months in 10 11 12 months into the pandemic remember the videos that we were seeing around the country of school children sitting outside in december in january like under like little picnic tables under little pavilions on on school campuses Mm -hmm. and it was to avoid the the large settings in the cafeteria and how, I mean, I don't know what will be the most, we should maybe do a poll on this one day. What will be the most lasting, ridiculous image that you will remember of the COVID days? Is it you know, the, the sand being poured into the, uh, the parks, uh, the yellow tape where you were told not to, not to go on the swing sets and things like that? Uh, maybe the disinfectant stations that were set up in gyms. Remember how we put these little glass dividers um, in between every treadmill? Uh, we did a lot of really, really stupid stuff. Like, and you still see them from time to time. There's still, um, you know, grocery stores or uh, you know, a pharmacy where they have the little glass divider between you and the person, as if like airborne respiratory particles don't go over glass windows or around it like you're really protecting yourself so bloomberg uh this is uh courtesy of outkick uh bloomberg recently posted a newsletter on the safety or dangers of indoor dining in response to a question from a reader and it's as bad as it sounds the question comes from emily in new york who asks with COVID on the rise 
Is it safe to dine indoors, especially in local restaurants in New York City? Maybe the the biggest joke of all time was the the vaccine um, the vaccine passports to prove that you were vaccinated, so you could enter a restaurant or gym, as if that really mattered at all. And uh, Bloomberg responded to the question by posing the question back to the reader. To go back to the question quote of indoor dining, ask yourself this. How worried are you about getting sick? The response read. And are you vaccinated and boosted? Will you be around loved ones with risk factors such as illness or age that make them more likely to become severely ill? We're really doing this. We are doing this again in November and December of 2023. Yes. Are you shocked? Go. I, you know, I, I'd like to say no, but it's still, I mean... I'm talking about it, and I'm a little triggered by it. I'm like this lady on TikTok when the cop pulled her over. Once we did, once we started the mask stuff, it was we were never we could not put that mustard back in the jar. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mustard, exactly. Yeah. When you ask what do I remember most or picture most, <clears throat> it's my kids. It's especially, and they were in private school, which was way better. But mm-hmm. my youngest son in middle school. Yep. And trying not to cry because, you know, he loves sports, um, couldn't work out, couldn't play with the team, school year demolished. Yep. That's, I think, for, for parents, grandparents, caregivers, I, I think that's the the biggest image. And as well, they, they couldn't, you know, visit their grandpa mm-hmm. um, who's out of state. I I think that that is what strikes at our hearts yeah. is our kids, grandparents, loved ones. Mm-hmm senior citizens, elderly folks. Yeah. And that is something that, truthfully, Nick, I kind of hope that they go there because if they do, that reminds, it reminds, because we always forget. We always forget things so quickly. Mm -hmm. That will be a great reminder to everybody heading into the next upcoming election Mm -hmm. what leadership looks like. You know what leadership looks like? Leadership looks like your kids being able to live Mm -hmm. and breathe. Yep. And you, you, you talk about letting us forget about it and not let it. They don't want you to forget about it. They really don't want you to move on from it. And there's still some things that are in practice today that were created during the pandemic, or at least I think they were. Remember when restaurants got rid of menus and went to the digital uh, version where you basically would come in and scan the, the barcode or the QR code at the restaurant and you would pull up the menu that way because they didn't want to have you touching the menus. And then they got rid of those menus and or some places that have paper ones that they reprint and now they do it as a cost cutting measure like when i go into a restaurant today and i see these places i'm like uh, can i get a menu they're like oh yeah yeah just uh, use the qr code i'm like no can i can i get a menu can, can you give me the physical menu i don't want the digital copy i don't want a digital newspaper i want to hold my newspaper i want to hold my menu i want to feel it and smell it and romanticize with it not not this other oh, you're lonely i am i am <laughs> But one other thing that I think is very interesting. Thank God you're going to see your family next week. The whole week, folks. I'm off all of next week, by the way. So um, you will not hear me. This is it. I'm going out. I'm spilling my bucket today. I'm giving everything everything I have. And that's it. Please don't spill your bucket. (laughs) They they also, in this article uh, written by Ian Miller from OutKick, he talks about the concept of safetyism and how it is kind of taking over in America because he references how Bloomberg also quoted a supposed expert 
who engages in some of the most remarkably neurotic behavior you'll ever read about. So one of these people that writes for Bloomberg says that she carries a carbon dioxide monitor with her when going indoors at all times to see if the building she's about to frequent is well ventilated. <laughs> it's awesome. Wow. Well, she you know what? She should carry a big like a big fern with her too. Yeah. You know, cuz plants help. Yeah. Maybe uh-huh. a tree. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And carry mm-hmm. that around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now look, some people have always had, you know, certain neurotic behaviors, you know, the people some people are germaphobes. Uh, I used to work with a guy in radio who never would shake hands. He just never wanted to touch your hand. Uh, he would occasionally give you a fist pump if you were lucky. I don't love to shake hands either. Yeah, yeah I'm not a big handshaker no. guy either, but it's not because of the germs. It just feels like a Kind of an antiquated concept. I, I, I do it. I, you know what I really do shaking hands? I do it with the, the company I'm in. If I'm in with, with the older generation, um, you know, people that would be my dad's age, uh, you know, I still do it. But I, I think the, the shaking of the hand is, is kind of, I don't want to say it's jump the shark, but it's, it's clearly more generational. I don't think Gen Zers are big handshakers. Not sure that millennials are either. Like when I went to that breakfast back in May uh, with one of our listeners and um, I met the individual who was a 99-year-old veteran. Like first thing I did, like I got up out of the breakfast booth, stood up, shook the guy's hand, took my hat off. You know, it's like you you, you play to your crowd certain settings um, like that would not fly. So some of the Gen Z mindset and mentality wouldn't fly with with that 99-year-old man. And by the way, that man almost broke my hand because he had one (laughs) hell of a handshake. I'm like, you, sir, are a true American hero. Um, So, yes, safetyism, a very interesting concept that I think has been kind of put into the spotlight more in the uh, post-COVID world that we are living in, although Bloomberg doesn't want you to forget that we are still in a COVID world. All right, 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. Uh, We'll get to some of these other stories on the backside of the cut sheet, including Cher and Barbara Streisand saying that if Donald Trump becomes president again, they can't live in this country anymore. We'll get to all of those stories. But right now, it's a Friday. It's always a great addition. It's time for What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Friday is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Home Volvo, where they have ample inventory of brand new and beautiful pre-owned Volvos. Enjoy the luxury experience you deserve. They always go there tomorrow for their customers because relationships matter at Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Uh, by the way, uh, streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. We're now about 47 subscribers away from 5,000? Come on, people. I mean, I look. Thousands I, of people listening. I, listen I, right I see the numbers. There's way more. There's a lot of people. There's a little, more people watching right now on YouTube. So uh, please hit the subscribe button. We, our, our goal is to get to 5,000 by the end of the day today. So please help us do that. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Hit the like uh, like and subscribe button right now. Yes. Go. Do there. Do it now. Do do there. We will not ask you for another thing the rest of this calendar year. All right. I, I've been waiting to get to this. Over the past 24 hours, thousands of TikTokers have been posting where people share how they uh, just read uh, uh, Osama bin Laden's infamous Letter to America in which he explained why he attacked the United States. The TikToks are from people of all ages, race, races, ethnicities, and backgrounds. Many of them say that reading the letter has opened their eyes 
and they'll never see geopolitical matters the same way again. Many of them say it has made them reevaluate the perspective on how what is often labeled as terrorism can be a legitimate form of resistance mm -hmm. to a hostile power. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dawn said earlier this morning uh, how after as time goes on, people forget. This is scary. Yeah. It's sad. It's scary. Yeah. And, and it, it's a shame because the slogan for 9-11 is never forget. Do we still teach this in schools? I'm I'm being dead serious. Like like September 11 just passed two months ago. Right. Are we still learning about these things? Like, I mean, do we still have moments of silence? Do we still do that in schools? It Is it still be a thing? Taught. I would I would hope so. I would hope so as well. Uh, here's a little compilation of some of these these uh, psychopaths who need to be locked up. Yep. Cut five, guys. Go. <laughs> And actually, before you even read the letter, I did want to mention, in reading the letter, I could only think of this tweet that I saw the other day. Under settler colonialism, any kind of resistance is branded as terrorist because the only acceptable violence is violence by the occupier. So please keep that in mind when reading the letter. Um, we really need to stop paying taxes because they ain't doing nothing but messing up everybody else. And, and America is the bully. And it's sad because they have brainwashed us to think that we was the best country in the planet on the planet, when in reality we're the worst country in the planet. Then it leave. is just insane because this letter is so well written and so reasonably structured um, <laughs> in this. an argument. Look at this psycho! Like mm -hmm. you got to present your findings, you got to, you know, you got to state your cause, all that. Like everything he said was valid. 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 Not valid. Um, valid. Apparently, The Guardian, you know, that uh, I mm -hmm. guess it's a website, I don't know if it's a paper or whatever, had a copy of the letter to America posted um, online. Mm -hmm. uh, but once uh, once these TikToks went viral, The Guardian took it down, mm -hmm. which has only led to more interest in the letter and conspiracies from TikTokers who say this is part of the media and the powers that control it trying to silence the truth okay so we had a bunch of different people there different races genders religions probably all with one thing in common bbs broken brain syndrome <laughs> um these these people are, are sympathizing it's one thing if you are pro-palestinian it's another thing if you're pro hamas it's another thing now where we are saying oh osama bin laden has enlightened us and shown us the path to resistance by orchestrating flights to be flown into a building that killed almost 3,000 Americans? I mean, come on. Let me ask you guys a question. I'm, we take sometimes, and news media does this as well. We're guilty of it, too. We take what we always say social media is not real life. So we, we're guilty of taking things that we see on social media and being like, oh, my God, look what thousands of people are doing sure. on TikTok or YouTube or Twitter or whatever and pretending like this is how an entire generation feels. Mm -hmm. Are we guilt are we doing that with this? I I don't think we are because I am still and I've said this countless times since October 7th and I'll reiterate it again. I didn't realize how many people in this country truly were anti-semitic. The 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 levels to which people have gone to voice their hatred for one group of people is is staggering and it's it's not even 
just one generation. Yeah, it's Gen Z we're talking about now because they're on TikTok. Yeah, it's millennials in college or professors or these Ivy League dweebs. But, I mean, this this ranges from, I don't know, uh, 13-year-olds all the way up to people in their 60s or 70s. The the hatred and the sheer volume of it. And we just saw, I gave you the poll yesterday, if you thought that we were going to start going in the other direction where there would be more support for the Israeli cause, according to that poll, it's lowering in America. So we might not have even have seen the sheer raw numbers of people that are truly anti-Semitic come out of the woodwork yet. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. And we see a lot of these protests and stuff happening, and and it's it's this bizarre world where um, Israel is the enemy and the Jews are the enemy, and mm-hmm. now Osama bin Laden is a hero. Yep. Or speaking truth to power. Right. And it, it is. It is scary because you do see. I mean, look these these protests that you see. Even though <clears throat> you know the media doesn't like to cover the fact that two hundred ninety thousand people showed up in D.C. for a pro-Israel rally, right? And these pro-Palestinian rallies are are in great numbers, but mm-hmm. they're usually not as big as that. Right. That one we saw. I mean, in the U.K., maybe they were mm-hmm. a little bigger, but um, yeah, it's just it's this weird underbelly of society that is that is kind of bubbling up yep. and it, it it is social media makes it a thousand times worse yeah because people are stupid yep and they look at something they see on tiktok and they're like oh this yep. must be true yeah, you're right on social media you mentioned it's bubbling up it, this is like the this is like the ooze in ghostbusters 2 that comes bubbling up to the <laughs> surface and spews yeah, out into the streets of new york city and you're literally seeing this, and I, I love the way you framed it with what the media doesn't cover. The media did not do a great job of showing 300,000 people in support of Israel, but was, I think the raw number was about 290,000. Yeah. But yet if 290 people wearing a red hat show up anywhere, it's wall-to-wall coverage. It's, it, it's amazing how, Dawn, you talk about it all the time, media bias by omission. It's just there. And where does Gen Z typically get a lot of their news from? Their phone, social media. It's not just Gen Z though. We're we're guilty of it too. You're guilty of it too. You're guilty of it too. We're all guilty of it. No, well, I'm not guilty. Yes, of it. you. You hundred percent are. I do not Stop. get my news from Twitter. While we were while while we've been on the air for two hours, how many times have you tweeted, Dawn? How many times have you tweeted? In that the last doesn't two mean hours? I got my news from. Okay. I'm res- okay. I'm actually responding okay. to people. Okay. But I don't get my news. That's not my source. But it's uh, my um, my point being the certain sources that you use. Like there are a lot of young people that get their news from uh, Yahoo or Apple or you know certain like you know certain left wing mainstream sources that you're really not getting. Like you got to go beyond. And and like that's why I think on this show we do a good job with different sources. I mean I'll just rattle through them right now. And some of them are conservative. Some of them are liberal. So on the conservative side, uh, OutKick, New York Post, uh, Fox News, the Daily Mail, uh, the Blaze are some of the sources I use. And then, but I still use you know the Hill, which is kind of a mix of both, but certainly more left. I mean, there's times where we've mentioned Wall Street Journal that leans more conservative, but I, I give you stories from CNN, uh, MSNBC. Heck, we play sun, um, what Monday morning on the cut sheet. Most of our cuts are coming from mainstream media shows from the left. So I, I think, yeah, I, I'm all for consuming different opinions with sources. 
Uh, da, 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 for, so what do the first responders think of this newfound love for Osama bin Laden? This is uh, John Field. He's a 9-11 first responder. He was on CNN, Abby Phillip show last night. Philip, Abby Phillip yes, show sing- last singular. night. Um, responding to uh, what he's seeing now. Obviously, he's not happy about it. Cut eight, guys. Go. Foundation, John Field. John, the reason we wanted to talk to you today is because you were there on September 11th. You lost people near and dear to you. And now you see uh, on social media, I guess presumptively young people, kids, some of them, lionizing this Osama bin Laden letter. What are you thinking tonight? Well, one, thank you for having me, Abby. Um, You know, I'm never going to call anybody dumb. I mean, we've all done dumb things when we were young, but I'll call them ignorant right to their face. And we're witnessing ignorance at its highest form right now. Um, TikTok was ignorant and reckless. Um, the influences uh, were reckless and ignorant. And, you know, Osama bin Laden didn't die enough for me. You know, I have five tattoos dated on my back. And the day he died is tattooed on my back. Um, this is the most evilest man to ever walk the earth. And he killed over 3,000 family uh, members of, that didn't go home that day, that didn't go home to their families. Those people still, many of them, haven't had closure. But it's not just those innocent lives that were lost. It was the 343 firefighters, the 23 NYPD, the 37 Port Authority. And then the, const- the, the, the following years of all those veterans who went to war, who died in combat or lost a leg or, or has PTSD or has a brain injury. Osama bin Laden is still being felt today. His violence, his evil, his pure hatred for mankind is still being felt today. And now it's being picked up recklessly. On so- Listen, I get social media. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, everybody, most people... You know, look at me, look at me. I did this, I do that, I do this. Good for them. I do it too on Twitter. I'm not on TikTok. But we have a responsibility. You know, I'm a kidney donor to a complete stranger. That's how you influence others to do good. You don't post crap that was written two decades ago by a maniacal, twisted, evil piece of <laughs> and then say it's okay. You just don't. There you go. Awesome. I love that. Rack that guy. What I'm, a statement. I'm uh, I'm glad, you know, kudos to CNN for having this guy on because mm-hmm. I think yeah. more more people should hear that and yes. less of, you know, what these numbnuts are saying on well, TikTok. That, that's the scary part is you have this younger generation that are sympathizing with Osama bin Laden and Adolf Hitler, two of the most evil man, men to ever walk planet Earth. And we have this generation of activists and advocates now, and it's really embarrassing because I don't think they truly understand what they're advocating for. And and you, you sit there and you hear them talking about colonization and things like that, and you almost have to give them a history lesson on the history of the Middle East and the wars and the battles between Arabs and Jews, and then obviously you go back to Hitler and and. The Bin Laden thing. I mean, I'll never forget that. The Phillies were playing on Sunday night baseball the night that uh, Obama came on TV and said, we got him. And 
you know, it didn't matter that night if you were a Phillies fan. I forget who the Phillies were playing. I think it was the Cardinals. Um, in that stadium, it was at Citizens Bank Park as well. Um, you, you didn't care about anything else. It was just a moment of sheer, um, I'll say celebration. Yeah. Because this is the guy that, you know, started all this nonsense in this, this jihad years and years and years ago. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. CBS's Gail King, she had, uh, she had the father of an eight-year-old Israeli girl being held hostage by Hamas uh, on the CBS Morning Show. You have and, to watch this. So yeah. I hope people go to... Because you have to see this man's face. No, no, no. I'm No, you you said it 100%. I'm glad you said it. Uh, thank you for saying it. Because this is, uh, this is... This is actually right up your alley, Don. This is... The, 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 the tone from CBS's Gail King here, Nick, is just... It is just like so... But what, yeah, but what about all the Palestinian children's yeah. dying? Oh, and and God. just like you, could, you should see this guy's face. Like you, you, you mother, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut yep. seven, guys, go. But now this seems to be all about politics. What do you say about that? You know, you have innocent children in Palestine, Palestinians who are dying, <laughs> innocent Israeli children who are dying, mm. and no one seems to be able to say enough. Stop that. <sighs> I'm not interested in politics at all. Uh, my only concern is getting Emily back. Oh, my God. Emily, his eight-year-old little girl yeah. who's in the hands of... Can you? I mean, Nick, you have little girls this age. Mm-hmm. You can't, I can't even wrap my brain about the worry. This man probably hasn't even slept. Right. And Gail King, my God. Yeah. Talk you know, I'd love to hear about. what Oprah, you know, Oprah, the queen of great interviews mm-hmm. and compassion during interviews. But the level of apathy for this in this woman who's an intelligent woman to sit there and spew off that crud and this and his reaction, he puts his hands up to his head and mm-hmm. and you can see that just. Just yeah. the pain in his face right. as he's thinking, oh, my God. Did you really just ask me that? You right? know? Yeah. yeah. Making it political and then leading with the question. If you, if we could go back and maybe just uh, play her question. I mean, she's, sure. she, it's, it's Palestinian kids and Israeli children. Look, nobody wants to see innocent kids killed. We get that. But the way you positioned it and framed it was just a, a very poorly um, constructed question. I'll play the uh, entire clip over again. Cut okay. Seven guys go. But now this seems to be all about politics. What do you say about that? You know, you have innocent children in Palestine, Palestinians who are dying, innocent Israeli children who are dying. And no one seems to be able to say enough. Stop that. Uh, I'm not interested in politics at all. Uh, my only concern is getting Emily back. I would have been, I would, he handled that much better than I would yeah. have. I mean, I would have been like, I don't give a rip about bleep. I just want my daughter back. I mean, that's, and this man actually had the composure, and I don't know how you remain composed, knowing that your daughter is allegedly being held in I, captivity from Hamas. I would love to see, you know, this is, I, we've said this on the show too. This is the only war that has happened that the media does this both sidesism. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it before. It's staggering. But what about all the innocent casualties? Yeah, you know what? There are innocent casualties in World War II. Yes. There are innocent right. casualties in Vietnam. There are innocent casualties in every single war we've ever fought. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the, I hate to say it, but it's one of the realities of war. There's going to be innocent casualties. Yes. 
It's just staggering. But, you know, to your point about how he answered the question, think about now, you know, he probably hasn't slept hardly. It has no idea what they're, if his daughter's even alive. Is You know, is she fed? Is she hungry? Yeah. Is she cold? Mm-hmm. What have they done to her physically? How is she? And so he's he's devastated, probably a bit in shock, as you might be. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, think about what Gail King, what she, what position she just put him in. Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, he doesn't want to answer in a wrong way that could get Emily harmed. Yep. Right. Yep. So because he knows he's on uh, on television, and he knows that his daughter's kidnappers and captors could see this. So he can't react in any other way. And she's forcing him to, to, to pander in this way amid his pain. It is, this is like in the world of being an interviewer or, or, or journalist, this is blasphemy. Yeah, I agree. This is horrifying to yeah. me. And how long, oh. has, how long has Gail King been doing this? Three decades? Now? Oh, at least. Yeah. I, Shame on her. I would hope that, and you know, TV is different from radio, but like, I would hope that somebody, some higher up there took her yeah. into their office and just like, like this is this is a bad look for you. I know this is terrible. But this like, is look what you just did. Like this is we're doing this both sides. Mm-hmm. This both sides them that we don't do it for anything else. No. What are you doing? And yeah. it's it's not just one network. It's CBS. It's uh, CNN. It's NBC. It's MSNBC. It's it's all of these mainstream outlets. I mean, we, I just talked about the media malpractice in the big take today yep. with CNN with the Paul Kessler story. Yep. I mean, they arrested the guy who ultimately is responsible for his death, and they, they don't even try to put it in the headline that, that this was a, uh, a, a manslaughter case, yep. basically. Yep. You know, he, he slipped and fell and yep. banged his head. No, he didn't. Yeah, we're, we're, really trying to, um, we're really trying to explain away what is happening. Yeah, I don't know what's more nauseating. The fact that we keep kissing Xi's uh, keister. <laughs> it's a great or, point. Or the fact that we're just like yeah. trying to um, uh, explain and rationalize what Hamas is trying to achieve here. Because we, as a society, we have learned, or, or somewhere along the way, some people have learned to be weak. Mm-hmm. That's what this all is. This yeah. is weak. It, you know what's strong? What's strong is to say to Hamas... What did you think was going to happen? Yep. Did you think we were going to stand by and let you go door to door and do this? Mm-hmm. Did you think America was going to let that happen? Yep. What what other alternate like world are you living in? And so absolutely absolutely 100% we as a country as as America, we are saying Hamas terrorists, we will not tolerate this because guess what? We also know that if we in any way embolden them, they're coming here. Yep. And quite frankly, some of them are already probably, according to the FBI, already here, yep. thanks to the Biden's open border. But yep. no, this is all weakness. You're right. This is all a generation. Look at these TikTok videos. When I look at these, these, I mean, beautiful young women, the one main influencer who has like a gazillion followers, I, I, to me, what I look at, I say, this is so sad to me that you were raised to be a sheep. Mm-hmm. You were raised to be someone who cannot, you do not possess critical thinking skills. None. None. And that, and this is going on, and Nick, you know, you have little girls. Oh, yeah. And so there's something going on, especially with girls, that they're like, they're basically grooming girls to regress mm-hmm. uh, decades, if not half a century. Yep.
And you made a good point, too, about, you know, the southern border and not knowing what terrorists are in this country. And Christopher Ray, the, the, the head of the FBI, has told you, yeah, we can't really tell you much and we can't guarantee anything. That's the, boy, national security. I feel really comfortable <laughs> yeah. knowing that. Uh, you mentioned G um, and the meeting yesterday or the day before in uh, San Francisco. We played the clip yesterday of Joe Biden uh, calling uh, G a dictator. Yep. From a reporter asking the question, the media not happy about that. Mm-hmm. They are not happy about that. This is uh, a little montage put together by, uh, I think, Newsbusters, um, ABC, CBS. Uh, blasting the Biden administration, Joe Biden, for for damaging setbacks by calling mm-hmm. G a dictator, and then uh, hop on over to YouTube because we're going to have a video of of uh, of Tony Blinken, uh, who is um, who. As soon as Joe Biden says it, you can see the wince in his face. You can see part of his soul. Die, oh, it is die. amazing. So we're, first, we'll play the montage, and then we'll play uh, uh, Tony Blinken's face. So get on over to YouTube if you haven't done so already. YouTube.com/slash at twelve ten WPHT. Cut one, guys. Go. Signs of a potential thaw in relations between the U.S. and China. President Biden met with pre- Chinese President Xi Jinping in California yesterday. Their first time in a room together in more than a year. They announced agreements on issues like the fentanyl crisis and military relations. But there was a setback afterward when President Biden made a comment about President Xi. President Biden called the discussion some of the most productive and constructive the two leaders have ever had at a summit where every element was carefully choreographed and negotiated right down to what Xi Jinping would see when he looked out the window. But that setback you mentioned happened when the president was speaking off the cuff, reiterating his belief that she is a dictator. How damaging, if you can put it in context, was this dictator comment that <laughs> President Biden said off the cuff near the end of things? Do you think that well, put a halt on the progress? That was no, made? no, because China needs us right now more than we need them. But we heard Chinese officials reacting to the dictator co- uh, comment, saying it's extremely wrong and irresponsible. Didn't that sort of? I don't want to say negate the goodwill that we made yesterday, but doesn't that put a little bit of tainted sure. just a little bit? Will there Again, be a cleanup I... on aisle six today <laughs> from the White House? You know, President Biden has been more candid than I think uh, most people would, would prefer in his administration. Right Now, moments later, President Biden was asked if he still believes that President Xi is a dictator. And Biden was blunt, saying, yes, he is, that he is the leader of a communist country. That is not sitting too well with the Chinese this morning, who are calling that comment extremely wrong and irresponsible. Any concern that comment from the president? is going to undo any progress you made? No, no concern at all. I mean, uh, we had a really good set of discussions yesterday, George, on a lot of topics. (laughs) Wow. It is extremely accurate of of what Joe has said, and it is irresponsible because this stooge cannot go off prompter, and it's words like that that's going to get us into conflict. Joe technically is correct, but you can't say that part out loud. Can you not, though? Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think about this. Do you think that he he said the correct thing, or do you think that he should have not said that? I, I look at it from this standpoint of we were told that all of this that is unfolding under Joe Biden's watch was going to happen under Donald Trump. Oh, if you if you elect Donald Trump, he will lead us into World War III. We're closer to World War III than we've ever been, and it's because we are three years in to the Biden administration. You can, I mean, yes, I... I of course, yes, she's a dictator. Of course he is. But like, dude, like Biden, just just this is why they don't let you out. This is why you take scripted questions, because when you don't read what was written for you, you even when you have stuff written for you, you can't you can't make it out. You can't pronounce a name. Um, he's a disaster.
And, and the the whole sanitization too. You talk about how they had it choreographed there in that clip where the guy said, uh, "We had it down to what G would see when he looked out the window." This was all a theatrical staged production from top to bottom, from the from the cleaning up of the tents and the camps and the homeless to the power washing down of the subway. Like this was all a big ruse. I will say that I think you know on one hand. It might be a little irksome, but in truth, by uh, G is smart enough to know he's been around. He knows that Biden's running for president, wants to sound tough. Uh, he knows the game. But what G was there to do, I mean, look at all of the the leaders of the major corporations. What G is really trying to do, and it goes back to our, our cell phone, you know, where the phones are made in the Uyghurs conf- um, conversation earlier this morning, which is, you know, G wants... To, to make sure that Apple and all these different countries don't move their labor as they've been doing mm-hmm. quietly. They've been moving all the operations to India because India has been doing quite well and they have this huge, over a billion people and they have this huge untapped population. And so, you know, for iPhone especially, they've, they've, that iPhone 14, more of it produced in India. So Xi wants to say, no, no, no. Come back to come back to daddy, come back to China and do business with me. And as well, you know, I just always look at this and say, oh, well, Biden did the deal with uh, fentanyl mm-hmm. and she's going to make sure he cut that off. Well, we all know when the fentanyl began, it began as a punishment because Trump was tough with China art of the deal on yep, the tariffs. Super tough. So what did we give up? That's that's my big question here. What did we give up in all of this to get some pandas and to get China to stop pumping nasty deadly fentanyl here because mm-hmm. something tells me on this one we got the short end of the stick yep yeah i disagree that that i don't think i think that i'm i'm actually glad biden said that and i think and that's what he wanted that was the goal yeah i just i feel like like it was it was the right it's the right message to send so saying, you think it's a moment of strength no well no no, no. i okay. i don't think it's a moment of strength i think he he forgot what he was saying and said you know said the quiet part out loud Mm -hmm. but i am glad that he made the mistake and said that okay even though most in in his ministry and in his administration are not tony blinken is the prime example of that we have a a close-up of his face Mm -hmm. so you can hear uh the clip we played yesterday in the background where he calls uh a dictator and you can see anthony blinken's face anthony blinken's face and how he winces as soon as he says that he also he almost looks like he's gonna cry uh youtube.com slash at 1210wpht if you want to see this video cut two guys go no, oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Everybody should just stop. I actually have a couple of pictures I'm going to send to the boys if they can post this on uh, YouTube All as right, well. Stop. Uh, cut two guys, go. Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator. He's a I know that look. It's a look yep. of like, oh, you just made my job so much harder. Yeah, as a brand manager, you've been there, huh? 
So uh, somebody saying something that they probably shouldn't have. Uh, I sent the picture uh, to the boys in the back. If we could put this up on YouTube, there's a, a four-picture box from uh, Wokeness on Twitter. It's almost like a montage of still shots of <laughs> Anthony Blinken's face. And it says, the headline is, every time Biden opens his mouth without a script, a part of Blinken's soul leaves his body. <laughs> Remember when he was standing behind Joe as they were on Air Force One, and he was like peeking out of the corner? Yep. Like he he was hiding. Yep. Uh, there's that one. There's the one when they're sitting at the table uh, on Wednesday uh, before their meeting with Xi. And then there's uh, yesterday. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that, whoops, Joe, cl- clean up aisle seven. Uh, w- one more time, boys. I want to play this one more time. Cut two, guys. One more time, go. Mr. President, after today, would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this Look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that yeah. he's a You can see his face. Just like, oh, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> That's actually the same face David Dorenzo makes every time Anthony screws up. <laughs> I mean, Blink, you know, and Blinken's no bargain either. We know, we know he's another stooge and a puppet, but he's sitting there thinking, man, you're making my life and my job a lot more difficult, sir. Yeah. I, look, I, I understand that from a public relations point of view and from, um, you know, we all need to live on this earth together. I think that's what G says. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're, it, it, it does make it more difficult to say that. I just, you right. know, like, we can't. I mean, we started off the show this morning talking about how we can't. It was despicable how all these business leaders gave him a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Yep. We we can't bow down to China. No, we, we just can't. can't. We can't, but we, we we keep on doing it. Yeah, and you know, Joe Biden has been a career politician for what more half a century or more, mm-hmm. and so even though sometimes he may not know where he is or he's shaking hands with an invisible person. In his brain, he's a career politician. That answer he gave was the answer I think he felt as a as a candidate for you know he's rerunning for so you, president. So you're he's saying campaigning. This, was, this was choreographed. He knew what he was doing. Well, I think that he it was a no brainer in the sense that that's the way he had to answer. Okay. Because he had to look tough because he he you know he's aware of what he's being ripped on. Mm-hmm. But he basically. He had. They all had to suck up to China because it's fragile right now. Yeah. We've got the Middle East. We've got Russia. We've got Ukraine. And obviously, he's talking about G G because of Iran and Tehran and all that's going on there. Mm-hmm. So it is delicate. And yeah. they. So they've got to. Yeah, they've got to. Well, do I mean, a little dance here. Let's not. Let's also be honest with with everybody. And you know, Trump has been on record saying that Xi rules China with iron fist mm-hmm. and how it's something to you know admire or something to mm-hmm. that effect. So uh, it's just that's it's, right. All politicians do this, and it is it's it's kind of sickening. The difference is that Trump. So Trump gave compliments, right? Uh, Trump did not do what Biden just said with the dictator comment. Trump did the opposite. And then Trump was criticized by the media he for, was for praising Xi. Because he said that Vladimir Putin, and he talked about Xi, right, and, and little Rocket Man. Mm-hmm. So what did he do? He showed them respect, which is what they wanted, respect. They're like yep. singing Aretha's song, right? Yep. They wanted respect. But what else did Trump do? His actions were very different from his complimentary respectful words because He's, in his actions yeah. he did not give it up for us he was tough he stood up 
for the U.S. of A with our businesses and so on and so forth. And he was tough how? with the deal. He's, he's good. I guarantee you. Just out of curiosity, how? Like, 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 oh, give me with a, the t- well, okay. The tariffs? With, with the tariffs, yeah. with uh, – it was a huge problem in this country, and it's still – it's back again – where, in other words, what China does is they basically, you have a company here. You employ thousands of people. This is a true story that I'm telling, and it happened over and over across the country in America. So China comes in. They take your copyright. They steal all your stuff. They make it in a factory over there in China, and they start selling it. You go in a, in a copyright court and say, yo, you stole my, my authentic stuff that I created. That's mine. And you're undercutting my business. They come to you and say, well, you can go through the court system, but we're still going to sell this on Amazon or wherever. So guess what? Why don't you sell, sell to us? You don't have to hire all those people. You don't have to have 5,000 people in the factory and the overhead. We'll pay you a, a load, a boatload of money and we'll create it for you and you'll be did able to work? sit back. Did it work? You betcha it did. I personally, I personally have a friend whose business this happened to. So I'm telling you, Greg, this is a one of the huge issues that China was doing. But also, we just had an unfair deal. It was a lopsided deal as far as the tariffs. Trump got rid of all that. He knows. Here's the thing: Trump knows business. He knows the economy, and that's what he went after. And that's why. That's why that then Xi was mad because he he tried to level that playing field. And that's why we got the fentanyl crisis, because that was his little backlash. Speaking of uh, being mad, Dorenzo says we have two of the pictures of Blinken in the Uh-oh. past, where he, where part of his soul leaves his body when Joe uh, trips over his own uh, vocabulary. If we could post those up on YouTube. The one, I'm telling you, the one where he's just kind of lurking in the corner behind the it's wall. It's the funniest thing. It's the fu- <laughs> it, it, <laughs> he's, he's like <laughs> He's like the guy that lives in like a closet or something. Yeah. He was like comes out and does the it, it reminds me of like when I tell my girls they have to clean up their room and then I walk out of the room but then I turn around and just poke my head in to see if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing that's blinking right there and John Kirby to the right as well I think we have a there's a second one where you see uh blinking is looking out of the corner of his eye yep. to the left and Kirby's looking at him like yeah he just said that yeah we're gonna have a field day with this one wait till the press gets low to this <laughs> what an administration. Uh, this is right. what happens when you elect Pop-Up. It is. Um, Charlemagne the God was on with Chris Wallace, or he's going to be on with Chris Wallace. They they sent out this uh, preview uh, over the weekend. Uh, it's going to be on over the weekend. They're talking about uh, the, the, the choices for president right now as we see it. Charlemagne said something interesting, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this as we talk about uh, Nikki Haley surging in the polls. Uh, Charlemagne said this to Chris Wallace, cut four guys go. How do you feel about what sure looks now like it's going to be a Biden-Trump rematch? Um, I think America deserves better. Uh, I think America can do better. I don't know how we've gotten to the point where these are only two options. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, the two-party system in America might have, have, have run its course. Well, you, you made your joke about Biden being 160 a few years ago. Uh, do you think he should drop out and let just open the field, let the Democrats, governors, senators choose who's going to be the nominee? You can't. You can't. For everybody calling for him to drop out, you know, 
it would only make sense if you have a plan B. Like, what are the other options? Like, you know, the Democratic Party bench seems very, 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 very thin. I, I, I got to tell you, I disagree with that. Okay. I think there's well, I think there's some really good governors, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this country would ever elect a, a, a woman president. I really do. Hillary, Hillary, you know, got my hopes up, but I think that this country is a lot more sexist than than it, than it leads on. You think it's more sexist and racist because we did elect Barack Obama? Yeah. I, oh, I'm not gonna say I think it's more sexist than racist. I think that President Obama had. You know, a lot of the, the right things going for him. But at the end of the day, he's still a man. I still think patriarchy, you know, reigns reign supreme in this country. I discuss. I think there's <laughs> I would say there's a better chance of a third party becoming a formidable option for Americans to vote on before we have a female president. I, I do. And if we do end up with a female president, I don't think it's going to come from the right. It's going to come from the left. I disagree. Yeah, I, I, it'll I, be a Republican. I agree with. Okay. I agree with Don on that. Yeah, yeah. What? What's that? So, what? What's the reasoning behind that? Why do you think that? Um, because I, it's weird. It is weird, and he touches on something that I think is is bizarre. But it's it has to do with American women. I actually think women in this country are more divided, and it's not men. It it's the women. Yeah. Well, all women secretly hate each other. That's been established I, that, I, years ago. Well, right? I personally disagree with that. No, no, I'm just joking. But no, but I'm I'm actually serious. I I disagree with that. But maybe that's just the way I was raised or mm-hmm. something. But um, but women are tough on each other in general. Mothers and daughters. I don't know what that is or why why it is. Mm-hmm. But it, it you know you look at other countries have around the world have. For many, for a long time, have had female leaders, not us. So, do you think? Um, so, you you do believe that a female can, and it's more likely that it would be a Republican. Mm-hmm. So, it, let's just hypo- hypothetical here, total fantasy world conversation. Let's say Donald Trump, for some reason, just did not exist, and your options were Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie. Could you see Nikki Haley becoming president of the United States in a world where Donald Trump did not exist? Yes. I could. Yeah. I could see Nikki Haley. I could see Tulsi Gabbard, quite frankly. I like Tulsi. Yeah, a I, lot of people say she aligns more some, with Trump than Haley does. Somebody mm-hmm. said, somebody on, on uh, the YouTube chat earlier when I was criticizing Nikki Haley said that I'm naive because there's a lot of people, um, there's a lot of uh, suburban women, those rep- those. Yeah. Republican suburban women that would vote for Nikki Haley. Yep. I didn't say, let me just put all my cards on the table. I never said that I don't think that she could win mm-hmm. as president. I do. I just said I don't like her personally and I would not vote for her. That's what. That's all I said. Okay. But in the one poll, now I'm, there's so many different polls we've talked about um, that in which Nikki Haley head-to-head as far as getting the the vote against Biden where Trump has a tougher time, mm-hmm. Nikki Haley handily wins over Biden. Yeah, he's up. She's up ten on Joe, where Trump's only up four. And so that that is very interesting to me personally, as as to Greg's point. But again, do we are we even going to trust the polls? I think for conservative women in general, and you know, we can we can debate over who's a rhino or this or that, the other. The truth is, most conservative women at least believe in our constitution mm-hmm. and and believe and ha- and there's also a second amendment 
issue here. The conservative women, if you're conservative, you've got to you've got to support the Second Amendment because that's that is big time. Mm -hmm. That's holy grail stuff. Yes. So I think that that is why somebody like that who appeals to those independents or those who might not necessarily identify as a partisan, as Mm -hmm. a Republican or a Democrat, but say, I believe in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. I believe in your First Amendment right and especially Second Amendment right. And we know a lot of people, right, who are who might be uh, socially more aligned with some Democrats. But on the other hand, they're definitely pro Second Amendment. That that's where I'm looking at a conservative you know, on the right. w- of, as a woman yep. would appeal to them. Well, I'm glad you said the word identify because the left is consumed with identity politics. And I think if the left really had a legit option, they would be advocating for a female president. That's why I think it's more likely that it would be a Democrat. But they just can't do it with Kamala Harris because they know she's just so in over her head and she has come up completely empty and is totally inept. But if the left can identify a strong female that can not be picked apart in three minutes like Kamala Harris can, they're going to elevate that person. They, they elevated Barack Obama, as, as Charlemagne the God mentioned there. Barack Obama, as an African-American man, became president of the United States. Some people thought we would never see that. They found what they believed was the person that could do it, and it came to fruition, and he served eight years. If Democrats can find that person on the left that's a female, they're going to do it, which is why, and I know everybody rips me for this, and I'm in agreement with Ted Cruz, that name keeps coming up. I'm just saying, I, I think that if they if they believe that she could do the job, they will do they will put the machine to work to make sure that she becomes president. But you got to remember this individual. And that's why I mentioned Tulsi Gabbard, because of her military experience Yep. in America. You're not just a figurehead or a president. You're also the commander in chief. And so, you know, Nikki Haley being I know that she didn't necessarily serve, but her son and, you know, family you know, they come, she's from a military family, if you will. That, mm-hmm. But I think you have to, keep in the military and as Americans, you have to be able to picture that person as the commander-in-chief as well as somebody who can navigate through the waters of social issues here in America as well as the, the international global issues. Let me also put another caveat on, on what I just said to no GOP candidate is going to win suburban anything uh, as long as abortion is on the ballot. So Agreed. that's just another <laughs> that's just another layer to this. Can I see Nikki Haley becoming president? I can. Could she win over suburban women? She could. Will any GOP candidate win the suburbs while while abortion is on the ballot? They won't. Is Nikki good enough with her message on that to win it? Because that's one thing we've praised her on. No. She's had the best common sense answer to it. Well, I, according to some polls, the answer is yes, because okay. she beats Biden. But again, are you going to believe the polls? Right, and right. we don't know what it's going to look like. Like Ohio had abortion and marijuana on the ballot this past time. Mm-hmm. They won't have it on the next time. So who's going to try to put something literally on the ballot that's like that's some kind of a question that they you know put in there that everybody votes on that has to do with abortion in your state that always makes a difference how do you bring people out to the polls by the way we talked about how the gop uh you know counterbalances what's happening with the abortion issue you know how they do it just let every state vote on it just let every single like 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 the dobbs decision intended just let every single state vote on it 
then the abortion issue is done. Mm-hmm. It's over. Yeah. No, it'll never be over, Greg, no, because it, it's it's already done here. It's already in Pennsylvania. But their fear is the, the or the, I should say the way Democrats pose it, because it's already established law in Pennsylvania. But the way that Democrats pose it, it um, is well. You better be careful because if all those Republicans get in, they're going to find a way to change your state constitution, or they mm-hmm. they're going to change it all up, right. and they're going to take these rights away from you. That's mm-hmm. how they're. That's how they continue to win. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll do it for what's on the cut sheet here on this Friday morning. We'll come back and get to Dawn's big three, plus also some interesting stories uh, in the world of Gen Z and also some individuals in Hollywood that say, if Donald Trump gets reelected, I'm moving to another country. 855-839-1210. It's Kale and Company, Nick, Dawn, and Greg. Back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, Friday morning, here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. 855-839-1210, tell you climb in. One hour from now, what's on the cut sheet, part due. Also, what's on tap for the Dawn Show, who on Twitter today. By the way, just a little teaser, I have a really, really good clip for uh, what's on the cut sheet, part two coming up at nine thirty. Uh, that we are, uh, that we're. I'm, I'm so interested to get your take and Don Stanzel's take on it. Okay. Ooh. So a juicy one coming yeah. up. So it's coming up at nine thirty. Yeah. See, Fox and Friends are in Nashville today for uh, they were there broadcast. Yesterday. They're there yesterday too. Yeah, they're <laughs> all down there. And uh, nice to see Sean Hannity not in a suit. He's wearing like a looks like a kind of like a kind of a classier sweater with jeans. Nice. Yeah, they're to all see. casual. Yeah, he's on uh, he's on the set with his girlfriend this morning. It's very nice of him. <clears throat> pop on his girlfriend's show. Uh, are they official? I have Ainsley. No idea. It's good. It's a good scoop by Hannity though. Nice work out of him. Yeah, right. You know, a little bit above his uh, his his caliber, but you know sometimes you can pull it off when you got that kind of money. I suppose I don't know. I'll never live that life. Eight five five eight three nine. Well, she's got a lot of money too. Oh, of course she does. You know. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, she you gotta brings be, it. You got to be paid a lot of money if you're going to sit next to Kill Mead for three hours every <laughs> morning. By the way, Kill Mead's wearing some nice shoes. All right, enough of people's TV Crap, shows. Yeah. Let's focus on <laughs> Kale and Company. Who said screenshotted? By the way, did you? <laughs> what? I don't know. Linda on the YouTube chat says one dollar in the grammar jar. No such word as screenshotted. Well, yeah, cool story. Screen- <laughs> it was probably me. I mean, if we're taking uh, bets on who said it, it was me. But I'll defend that one because it's a newer verb. Yeah. yeah. So right. if screenshot is in the current tense, then adding ed would uh, technically be the right. Yeah. Yeah. How else? Because we're, right. we're making up new verbs. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean for us to go down this, <laughs> this rabbit hole. Sometimes I read comments and I'm, yeah. I say them out loud and I, I think to myself, why did I do that? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Janine and Ghostbusters. I got one! <laughs> Screenshotted. ED on the end. There you go. All right. Let's get to some of the news. 8.37 on this Friday morning. It's time for a Dawn Stenzel and Big 3 It's the Big 3 and 8 on Kale and Company. So uh, we have the actual screenshot of the very controversial uh, school. This is a recently reelected member of a Pennsylvania school board member oh. now has resigned from her position. Okay, Do the so boys you, in the so, back have it? So you found this. Actually, NBC, I've, NBC 10, to right. their credit, has okay. it. Nobody else. I don't. It's weird because it's there are no curse words or anything. Okay. But and the initial stories didn't have it. But this is uh, Dr. Mina Clay. Okay. Now deleted Facebook post. Yep. 
Dr. Jamina Clay. She goes by Mina on her on her Facebook page. Anyway, Colonial School Board member. Okay. And she's also an assistant superintendent for Philadelphia schools where she remains in that job but has resigned from Colonial School Board after a lot of outrage. Mm-hmm. So the post says that the terrorist organization known to many as the IDF. Oh my god. So she's calling Israel the terrorists. <laughs> and this woman is 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 a PhD PhD for the Colonial School District. Colonial School District as well as an assistant superintendent here on the Philadelphia School District. Ah. Uh, she oversees 10 schools here. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. So she's calling the is Israel's government and the IDF a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. And so she's and she goes through and she says she's talking about that the IDF terrorists yep. are targeting a hospital with 650 wounded people, 600 doctors, 8,000 displaced individuals and 36 newborns on the in the NICU. And she says, quote, the world watches while the Palestinian people are eliminated. Okay, it's on YouTube now. The boys put it up so you can see the screenshot wow. from Nina Clay. So I'm assuming what I mean, obviously, all of it in, in general. But when you lead with the terrorist organization known to many as the IDF, uh, you are probably going to get a lot of people that just stop reading at, the, at that point and then go to the conclusion of, uh, this was a post that is is fu- you know fireable offense. And where is this dope getting um uh her, these 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 stats from? Is she getting them from Hamas? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. like honestly, all all of these all of these numbers you hear like like ten thousand this and then like where are these numbers coming from? Uh, Hamas. That's yes. where they're coming from. And how many times has the mainstream media used Hamas as their source for reporting and then been wrong about it? Yeah, right. Like remember with the with the the, the rocket launch uh, at the hospital and it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, ninety one LSX is the best quote right now on the YouTube chat. He says. Uh, Mina, there was a ceasefire on October sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, like we, they, these people just conveniently forget who who was the instigator in this. Yep, yep. Not well, like, I, well, not like Netanyahu just started firing Scud missiles out of the blue. It's the same people who. Uh, it's the same people who think um, Osama bin Laden's uh, letter to America yes. was had some good points. Yeah, and by the way, bin Laden was not a a terrorist. Yep. It was he was just leading the resistance. Remember uh the jokes and uh, that we used to make for people who used to explain away Hitler and be like, well, you know, Hitler had some good points. That's basically yeah. like that's not a joke anymore. That's what people are saying. <laughs> it's sad. it's sick. It really is, man. It really is. I don't I don't understand that school of thought and I don't understand how how so many people, the sheer volume of people that believe that you know that are espousing these views is the colonial school district is that like the plymouth white marsh area do you know yeah i think colonial i drive by there yeah so so yeah that's it's right like plymouth meeting kind yeah, of yeah, area yeah. it's kind of next uh i guess we'll use consider it one school district over from wissahickon valley yes well right or more than one because you yeah. have yeah but it's like lafayette hill plymouth right. meeting like that whole right yeah it's a big school district, Huge. and people came out last night and were were very upset. Yep. And we're saying this is anti-Semitic. We can't have this. Well, you know what's going to happen now because she's, as you said, she's still technically employed as the assistant in which uh, district for Philadelphia. Okay, so you know they're going to come for her. She's not. I would be surprised if she remains in that position. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you? How can you? You know, basically fire her in one district, yet the other district would say it's not a fireable offense. Uh, They've got to be aware of this. Philadelphia. Right? 
Well, yeah. Philadelphia School District has already come out and released a statement and said that although her views do not in any way express the views uh, or stand for the Philadelphia School District, she has a First Amendment right to free speech. Mm. And by the way, let us not forget, let us not forget those police officers um, back, and I forget how many years ago they were under investigation, but they were under investigation for years for their social media posts and the va- and th- these were thousands of Philadelphia police officers it was front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer ripping officers questioning them for their tattoos anything they posted and and nothing it kind of just went away yeah. but if you're a cop you don't have a first amendment right yep. but if you're uh Dr. Mina mm-hmm. and you have pro Hamas views and yep. anti-semitic views you have a First Amendment right. Does she have pronouns in her profile? I guess I <laughs> she, her. She, her. All I ask for is consistency. Dumb, you know? Dumb ass. <laughs> See if we find the Ukrainian flag there. What else? You know, typical stuff. Adjective in a noun. I'm looking. I'm looking on Twitter to see to see if she's on Twitter. I don't see her on Twitter. This was a I'm Facebook sh- post, right? No. Yes, yeah, she. Oh, it's under Mina M I N A Clay C L A Y. Oh, that was Facebook. Facebook? Uh-huh. I thought it was Twitter. She yeah, put on wow. Facebook. Wow. So, uh, you know, we're talking about a record-setting holiday travel season. It uh, has begun today, yeah. <laughs> the big rush. And so uh, Philadelphia International historic holiday travel season are, is beginning today. Are you going to Nashville? I'm going away for the whole week. I fly out Sunday morning, sir. Wow. Oh, not till okay. Sunday. Sunday. What's the what's the what's the weather supposed to be like there next week, do you know? Uh, I don't, but I would guess low 60s. Yeah, it's usually seven, eight degrees warmer Nice than it is here. Yeah, I'll be uh, out all next week. I'll be flying back next Saturday morning. And uh, the great Mike Opelka filling in. Yeah, Monday, nice Tuesday, of, Wednesday. Yeah. Nice of Stump Brain to put away uh, the golf clubs and, uh, <laughs> you know. You could leave today and surprise them and cancel your flight. What is it, a nine-hour drive? You uh, could drive. I refuse to do that drive ever again. <laughs> really? Last, yeah, the last time I did it was when I moved back up here in August Dude, of 22. I'm telling you, man, there is nothing like getting behind the wheel and doing yep. a nine-hour drive by yourself. I, oh, I would I would kill for that right now. He has a toddler. <laughs> yeah. My family won't let me do it, but I would I would absolutely you do that in a heartbeat. I would. Honestly, I would. I love... There's nothing better in... in I say this honestly. There's nothing better in the world than that that open road and just just Agreed. being by yeah. yourself and quiet, listening to music, See, podcast, I, or twelve ten WPHD. Yeah, yeah. Um, load up a playlist. Yeah, just come on, man. Agreed. Yeah, crack a beverage and just with the window down and go. Yep. I, that's what I. But you know what? Like for me, it's like three three and a half hours, four hours tops. Where then it, it starts to become a grind for me. Like I can't, I gotta, and I can't go more than three hours without pulling over. You know what it is, Don? It's he can't, he can't go three hours without checking his mentions on. <laughs> if I'm you, I'm gonna get up at like two forty-five t- tomorrow morning. Yep. Head out, nobody on the road, and boom, just get her done. And then yeah. you can fly back home. I'm gonna fly out of Lehigh Valley International on a uh, oh, which on, nice. on a crappy airline with a, a, a seat that's as, <laughs> as uncomfortable as can be. I'll have somebody next to me that smells like a blooming onion. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fanta- fantastic trip. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember to take video so we yeah, can have exactly. it for Greg's cut sheet. Maybe I'll have one of those viral plane <laughs> moments like our, that lady from Dallas did where she was going off about something that wasn't really there. <laughs> well, number three, I want to bring to you something that <laughs> <laughs> happens at our region every year, and that is uh, the National Dog Show Thanksgiving Day, hosted by the Kennel Club of Philadelphia. 
And one of the doggies featured will be a canine, remember, from the Cavalcante search. Yeah. Oh, so nice. So one of the canines there. So I just want to bring that to your attention. Yeah. Uh, that one or one or more of those canines. I love when they celebrate the canines. And I believe it is not because I, I retweeted the Pennsylvania State Police yesterday. They posted the picture of the dog. It's that dog that looks like a German Shepherd that's not a German Shepherd. The Malinois. Yeah. 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 We talked about <laughs> it a couple of weeks ago when that happened. Um, but the picture that the Pennsylvania State Police posted is the picture of the dog, and he's in the stands at um, at Penn State's football stadium in <laughs> Happy Valley, um, which is very nice. You get the backdrop of the fans. I'm just wondering if that dog took a bite out of James Franklin's backside. <laughs> that would have been a nice move. <laughs> well, the competition is actually taped in front of a live audience at the Expo Center, and they say Expo Center in Greater, Greater Philadelphia, but it's over there in Oaks. We all know where it is. But it's uh, this weekend. So it's so it's this weekend. They t- they do it before the live audience. It's actually not played till the national audience until Thanksgiving Day. It will air on NBC 10 at no- from noon to 2. So kind of I thought I would mention that. It's kind of cool. Yep. And the fact that they have some, some canines who uh, deserve recognition. So I... That's your big three. All right. Thank you very much, Dawn. 855-839-1210. What do you got, Stalker? No, no, no. I'm just okay. I'm reading the, oh. the comments on, on, what are they uh, saying? on YouTube. It's just hysterical. 91 LS Exercise <laughs> says Greg and Nick will ride a little bike like like, <laughs> like, like Kelly Lloyd, no, like Lloyd oh. Christmas and Harry Dunn. Just go, Harry. Just go. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. I got to pee, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. There's like I, I, I need a road trip. I need a road trip so bad. Let's do a Kale and Company road trip. No, I don't want to. No, he doesn't want to travel with us. No, I don't want to travel with you guys. Well, I want to travel by car, myself. I'll be in the car behind you. <laughs> Don and I will get an RV. Dorenzo will be in yeah. the back I, eating Cheetos. I spend enough time with you too, honestly. <laughs> it really is sad. Um, you, you spend more time with your coworkers than you do uh, yeah. your family at times. Yeah. So uh, let me mention this story because this is a quick tie-in because Don mentioned something there with the uh, the canine that's uh, tracked down Danilo Cavalcante. Uh, this story from the USA Today, and I'll try not to lose my mind with this one, but did you know that Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs oh, is now inspiring dog owners? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, K-E-L-C-E, is the top trending dog name in America, according to a pet company's survey. Um, apparently uh, up 135% and likely named after Travis Kelsey, who's famous skyrocket since be, uh, beginning to date and have a romance with Taylor Swift. So uh, let me just see if they, they give some other names here. Uh, Rover, which is the online pet care company, has compiled the top dog names of 2023, and Travis Kelsey sits at the top. Uh, other dog names that are very popular in 2023 are, I guess we would call it, I don't know if it's Celtic or Celtic, but uh, either way. Celtic. It's Celtic, okay. Technically, well, it's pronounced Celtic. Yeah, like you go to like a Celtic festival, mm-hmm. um, but you know you have the Boston Celtics, uh, so that's why I was wondering which way they pronounce it. But that's up three hundred and sixty-four percent, and the name Trey is up two hundred and twenty-two percent. T R A E. Other dog names include that are on the rise. Eagles. How about that? Yeah, Eagles up one hundred and fourteen percent. Lamb up one hundred and nineteen percent. Mariner up one hundred and thirty-one percent. Uh, Dunn, like Brooks and Dunn, D-U-N-N, up 147%. Nicola, or Nicola, N-I-K-O-L-A, up 147%. 
and fields up 97%. So if you're uh, getting ready to purchase a dog, um, those might be some of the names you might consider. And if you name your dog Kelsey and send me a picture, I will block you on Twitter. <laughs> and that's that. All right. So get that out of the way. Uh, and then lastly, uh, as we wrap up the 8 o'clock hour here, I always love these people because they never come through with what they say. And I root for them to really uh, be a, a man or a woman of their word. Uh, we remember back in the fall, um, well, back in the fall, uh, probably about a month or two ago, Cher came out and made her ridiculous comment that she's actually made in the past. Oh, if Donald Trump gets elected president i'm leaving the united states she never left the first time so she comes out again and shows like us bring it up and give her the attention she's probably seeking uh so now barbara streisand has come out babs babs um well what do you think barbara streisand's got to be what 70 75 by now I don't even know what age she is, but she, she's she got to be getting up there in years. There's a thing called Google, dude. I know. I should Wikipedia duck, her. DuckDuckGo. Um, yeah, DuckDuckGo. So she said on Tuesday, apparently she was on uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Oh, wow. Um, you know, the funny show that is uh, Stephen Colbert's program. That She's we... 81, dude. 81. <laughs> I was thinking she's that. Like, she's like, what, 52? Well, she looked, yeah, no, I said she looks good. She, she's had a lot of work done. Well, but I would look good, too, if I had all that Botox and no... Oh, that's more than Botox. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. some serious... Yeah. By but, the way, speaking of Barbara Streisand, yeah. uh, she, woke Howard Stern yeah. interviewed her. Did he really? Yeah. Like, I, I just, am woke, mother. He, he definitely yeah, are, I dude. I love it. Like, he spent... I don't know, most of his career mocking her and people like her. And now, and now he sits down and does a serious interview with and her. probably adores her. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, go what, on. What a sellout. Yep. So Streisand says uh, on the Colbert show that she can't live in this country anymore if former President Donald Trump is reelected in 2024. Quote, I will move. I can't live in this country. Uh, Colbert and then inquired about where she would move if Trump were to be reelected. She said, quote, probably to England. I like England. Uh, she goes on to say, quote, it's so sad. It's so sad what's going on today, meaning people have to live together, even though they are different religions or whatever. People are people. It's true. You know, we all want the same thing. We all want love in our hearts. We all want family. This is beyond religion. This is insanity for us to not learn how to live together in peace. And she also got into what's going on with uh, Israel in the Middle East, and that was kind of what she was referring to. But I would really love the challenge. See, this is where, like, Elon Musk and the people that have, like, FU money need to call these people out. Like, Elon Musk could say, hey, Barbara, okay, if, if Trump gets reelected, you say you're going to move. I will give you $10 million if you leave and move to England if Trump gets reelected. I will gladly pay your fare and give you enough money for the rest of your life and probably some of your family members' lives if you just get the hell out of our country. Like, if you don't, like, that's the thing I, about America it, that is so beautiful. You can come and go, right? Like, you're allowed to come up through the southern border and then well, nobody will figure out where you are because our government doesn't care. But you also <laughs> can leave anytime you want, right? And there's plenty of nations that you can go to that aren't bad, right? There's a lot of cool nations that I wouldn't mind living in for a period of time, some of which I would never even consider but others not bad these people have been saying this since i know uh, the bush administration honestly if bush is re-elected i'm leaving the country yes 2000 i remember if bush gets elected i'm leaving the country mm -hmm. if trump gets elected i'm leaving the, everybody says it and nobody does it ne ever. nobody does it ever, ever. It, bye bye it's, it's so sad yeah don't let the uh 
Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, as our boy Sean Farash would say when he comes on with us. Good. Get out of here. Yep. Nobody wants you here anyway. Nobody likes you. 855-839-1210. We will come back. Final hour on the way. We have a lot of updates to get to. I don't know how many of these we will get through. Uh, Bud Light, The Simpsons, Tim Scott. By the way, Tim Scott's alleged beard got busted. Uh, we'll give you those mm. details. And uh, a, a little bit of an update with Paul Pelosi. Uh-oh. Remember our, our pal David uh, David DePap? Yes. Uh, we've got some testimony in his court case mm. that is pretty interesting. And I feel really bad for the Florida teacher that got knocked out for st- uh, stealing, for taking the Nintendo Switch from that kid in school. That kid that got arrested and is now in jail. Um, this we, we, we might need to start a GoFundMe for this teacher. Uh, we'll give you the details when we come back. Final hour on the way. It's Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning a $5 Moneyline bet. I said it for the last couple of days. I'm on the Eagles plus a 124 a Monday. Plunk $5 down on that bet, and you can win $150 in bonus bets when the Eagles win. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Greg, FanDuel.com slash Greg right now and sign up. Do it now. Come on. What are you doing? During this commercial break, go over there and sign up right now. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHD and the NFL. 21 and over. President PA, first online real money wager, only $5 pregame money line. Wager required $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. You know, we've been talking about escaping, maybe on a road trip, but how about a trip of a lifetime? How about savoring the sunset beyond the Isle of Capri? This is the ultimate, the ultimate trip. I'm talking the Amalfi Coast, Positano, Sorrento, yes, Capri. Join me next spring. I hope you really do this. It's going to be great. Join me next spring as we discover the wonderful sights in southern Italy with my friends from Conservative Tours, the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Pompeii, enough time to see all the great sites, of course, the ancient sites and in Rome as well, all while enjoying a gastronomical event for 12 incredible days of touring. Olive oil production, a mozzarella farm. I can't wait. The wineries, the tasting sessions. Oh, my gosh. The group dining events they are known for are iconic. Just ask my friend Dom Giordano and his better half row. Fifty-two sixty-seven. That includes your airfare nonstop while supplies last. You can call them toll-free, 888-733-9494. Or you can just go to conservativetours.com. Scroll down. you see my picture there. Yes, my husband, Larry Menti. Our teenage boys, young men, Michael and David, they'll be there too. You can call them if you have questions. Toll-free, 888-733-9494. And, of course, discovering why the locals take their vacations in Puglia. Because it's unspoiled, authentically Italian. ConservativeTours.com. Tell Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, Friday morning, 9 o'clock hour. Usually the wildest hour of the week, hands down. 855-839-1210. Get us on Twitter or Instagram at 1210WPHT. You can listen to us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 
WPHD, hit the like and subscribe button. One hour to go. We're really hoping to get to 5,000 subscribers. So if you haven't done so and you're watching us, like all you have to do, as Greg would say, is just hit the stinking button. Come on. I mean, geez. We don't ask for much. Yeah, we're like 38 okay. right now away. Mm-hmm. Come on. 38 people. Yeah. <laughs> like, can, can, can you just stop what you're doing right now? Go right. over to YouTube. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Can you be the 5,000th subscriber? Yes. We just need 38 people. Yeah. it's Our ask is that you click the subscribe button yep. because... Yeah, I love that. That's the new buzzword around the building. Have you noticed that? Some of the meetings, uh, they, they always say, here's what my ask is. Like, do you have to say what your ask is? Why don't you just tell people, like, this is, I've noticed that. It's yeah. a new thing. I've picked up on it. 5,000 would make uh, us very happy. We give you yeah. hours and hours and hours of entertainment every week. Right. I made this station all live and local for everybody. Please, I just ask that you hit the subscribe button. Pretty big move by you in, in the in the infancy of your tenure as brand manager. Yeah, some would say it was a gamble. Yeah. You just you get a new promotion, and then you're like, hey, let's spend more money that we don't have. <laughs> what do you think about that, Suits? <laughs> well, how can we profit from it? Well, here's my plan. All right. So we got a lot of good updates to get to. Uh, some sillier stuff and some serious stuff. I got about five of them, so we'll kind of zip through these and just spend a few moments on each one before we get to the Morning Mystery movie clip. Uh, but we have another update on Bud Light. Um, another individual has uh, gone down the road of uh, the Heinerschneid. Uh-oh. As uh, it was announced yesterday that Anheuser-Busch Chief Marketing Officer Benoit Garbe will step down at the end of the year to, quote, embark on a new chapter in his career. So we're talking about probably the highest ranking advertising official in the Anheuser-Busch dynasty and he's uh, on his way out. I don't know if this is specifically related to the Dylan Mulvaney debacle, but one would think that's a logical conclusion that you could arrive at as uh, Heiner Schneid is long gone and now Garbe on his way out. Uh, so uh, it was very nice, sir, as you contributed to the worst marketing campaign in the history of corporate America advertising. Uh, so best of luck in your future endeavors. And uh, congrats on what you did to the Bud Light brand. Uh, so that's the first update. Secondly, uh, we, we gave you the story earlier in the week that TMZ was reporting that the creators of The Simpsons and those now in charge of The Simpsons, which I did not even know was a Disney property, but I guess technically it is after they have purchased it and you can get all of the prior uh, episodes of The Simpsons on um, Disney Plus and Hulu uh, that they have squashed the rumor that nothing is getting tamed with The Simpsons. And exactly. You were right, Stalker. Homer will continue to choke Bart <laughs> in uh, future episodes and will not bend a knee to the left and the cancel culture. Yeah, that's not a... That is not a uh, show that is, even though they're owned by Disney now, technically, that is not a show that bends to cancel culture. That is correct. So, so if you're a Simpsons fan, uh, you will not lose one of the most iconic moments uh, in that show moving forward. Okay. Speaking of moving forward, we know Sunday night around 10, 30, 11 o'clock, Tim Scott was on Fox News, I think, with uh, Trey Gowdy, and he broke the news that he was dropping out of the uh, presidential race to, for the Republican primary. Um, and also, there's news coming out this morning that 10 of Tim Scott's bigger donors are actually, they're not going to team Nikki Haley. They are going to Ron 
DeSantis. So nothing like reallocating your money from one losing cause to the next losing <laughs> cause. So they decide to say, oh, let's, let's back, let's back, let's bankroll DeSantis for a couple of months here until he falls by the wayside and loses. Uh, but this was an exclusive from the Daily Mail. This was two days ago. I've been sitting on this and this is a good time to get to it. Remember for the uh, primary last Wednesday, Tim Scott brought out his, his girlfriend, right? Yeah. 58 year old Mindy Nochi, an OCE. Probably butchered that. Uh, but the Tim Scott girlfriend slash andor alleged speculated beard apparently has a bit of a checkered past. Uh oh. Her ex husband Peter and her were sued over $1.2 million in a shell and sham scheme involving their company Bravas Partners, B R A V A S, in 2017. Unearthed court filings obtained by the Daily Mail reveal that Mindy and ex-husband Jay were sued over their company uh, Bravas Partners in 2017. That same year, she was undergoing divorce proceedings accusing her ex of destroying their marriage with his heavy drinking and opioid abuse. Uh um, Nose 47 was revealed as... Um, so now, now we're getting... I thought she was 58. The Daily Mail says that she is 47 years old, which would be 11 years younger than Tim Scott. But it's revealed um, as that, you know, she is Tim Scott's girlfriend for approximately the last calendar year and uh, a little bit of a sketchy past. Now, I'm wondering, you know, we we talked about some of the motives last week of why does Tim Scott bring his girlfriend all of a sudden and then of course a few days later he drops out and then a few days after that um basically a week between her public debut to the to the american public and this past wednesday now we find out that she was um you know involved in a little bit of a scheme here where they were doing some uh, improper fraudulent activities very interesting. Uh-oh. So, I don't know. Tim Scott, you might have to pick a little... You know what, Tim Scott? You might have to wait a little longer, sir. You might have to wait a couple of more years before, you know, um, you get on the bad foot and do the good thing. <laughs> Poor Timmy. A little rough stretch for Tim Scott. Wow. But I will always remember Tim Scott's campaign. Take out a loan, pay it back. Break the law, go to jail. I thought it was a great campaign message. I thought the the... I thought the future would be a little brighter for Tim Scott after I saw that. Well, I mean, he's 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 young. He's young yet. He can he still has a future if he wants one. Yeah, politics wise, yeah. Plus, he's a senator. Like, right, (laughs) right. I mean, there was a stretch where I thought Tim Scott would have made a good vice president. I really did. I said that many times on the air, but there's zero chance of that happening. Right? Of course not. Of course not. Do we agree? I don't even think he'd be in a cabinet, to be honest. I don't know. Wow. Okay. I think I think it's he's you know he's kind of right, right where he needs to be. So you think Don? Senator. You think Don? There's a chance that that Trump could pick him as VP? Oh, as VP? No. 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 Not as VP. I'm sorry. I but in the cabinet, yes. Oh, you so you do? Okay. I think somewhere in the administration, sure. Okay. And I also think that for uh, Nikki Haley. Yeah. Because they were allies before, and they all know the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? They all know that the game and. So, yeah, I think all, all of the above. Tim Scott just comes off very um, low energy. I think it's just his upbringing. Yeah, he's a soft-spoken guy, but I, I don't feel like he exudes a ton of command of the room, so to speak. And that's not a... Not, I mean, some people are just wired differently. Some people have different vocal inflections. 
Um, he seems like just a, a, a tremendous human being, but um, it doesn't feel like he's a fit for kind of the the nature. I think Trump looks for a Trump certainly looks for loyalty more than anything. He wants you know you to be uh, riding ride or die with him until uh, death do you part. Um, I, I don't feel like Tim Scott fits kind of what Trump looks for in certain people as far as characteristics, personality traits. I, I think alphas are kind of attracted to alphas. Tim Scott kind of comes off a little beta to me. I don't know. I think Trump looks for somebody who's going to work hard and do the job. Oh, yeah. And maybe, you know what maybe, I mean? Yeah, maybe, that, maybe that's all you need if you're Tim Scott. So depending on what he's looking for, mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately because there were a lot of never... He hired, I mean, let's Christopher Ray. That he it was that Trump put him in, yeah, yeah. so he's going to put in there who he is convinced you know is the right mm-hmm. one for that particular job. Right. And I and that's the weird piece of it, right? Yeah. That even people he's went he's uh he's fought with in the past, mm-hmm. people who he might know in fact have stabbed him in the back. If he thinks they're going to do that job and perform at the best level, that's who he's going to choose, mm-hmm. right, wrong, or indifferent. Yep. All right, two more updates. Uh, so we've got Bud Light in the books, The Simpsons, and Tim Scott and his but, girlfriend. By the way, I I was wrong. Chris corrected me What's on that? YouTube. The Simpsons has been the knee to um, cancel culture because they uh, they got rid of a poo. Oh, did they really? Yeah. When did that happen? Well, well, they don't they don't do that. Or there was something over the voice and it wasn't actually like it was a white guy doing the voice uh-huh. it may have been Hank Azaria I don't know okay um, but yeah they don't do that they don't do that voice anymore or it's an authentic mm-hmm. Indian person okay and I didn't really because I, I am not a huge like I'm not a hardcore Simpsons guy and I, I found out this I don't know maybe 10 years ago I never knew for the longest time that Bart Simpson was played uh, voiced by a girl Really? Yeah. I, like, I, the show's I, been on since nineteen eighty nine. I like I found out in like two thousand nine. I'm like, no way, really? I never would have thought that. But that's just me. Better late than never, I guess. Here's two more updates for you beyond the fact that he I'm just still- found out that Homer's not a real person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's animated. Don't. Um, well, does that mean he identifies? Uh, he's. Uh, He's technically trans. He's animated. This this is one that, I mean, this is, once again, we talked to Big Take this morning, and if you missed the Big Take, go back and get it, uh, talking about media malpractice and the way, you know, certain things aren't covered from journalists, whether it's in news or in sports media. Paul Pelosi's attacker, this is, again, you know, the story that we had last year, right around the time of the midterms, that kind of disappeared. His attacker, David DePap, says he's sorry that he beat House Speaker Pelosi's husband with a hand. But it made, he made a few admissions uh, in some court proceedings, uh, one of which is that he admitted he wanted to interrogate Nancy Pelosi, which we, we knew about before, but he wanted to interrogate her while wearing a unicorn costume. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is this guy. sick There's a lot, of, a lot of individuals that, I mean, we talk about the mental health epidemic post-COVID in this country. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Mr. DePat probably had this prior to COVID, uh, but I don't know that COVID helped. So he admits that he wanted to interrogate Nancy Pelosi while wearing a unicorn costume and was prepared 
to break his uh, and her kneecaps. He had told it, uh, he told the the court in his attempted murder trial he did not intend to bludgeon House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer. His defense attorney has conceded that he carried out the assault, which he said on Tuesday was part of a quote grand plan to expose Hunter Biden. Nancy Pelosi was in Washington, D.C., as we know at the time, when DePap is accused of attacking her husband, Paul Pelosi, with a hammer and fracturing his skull. Pelosi's attacker, David DePap, was on the stand on Tuesday. He apologized for the beating of the House Speaker's husband, but admits that he wanted to interrogate Nancy and was ready to break her kneecaps if she had been home. DePap, a former nudist from Canada, entered the Pelosi's mansion on October 28th of last year, and as we know, bludgeoned uh, Paul Pelosi, then 82 at the time. Um, but yeah, he wanted to um, <laughs> interrogate her dressed up as a unicorn, which I guess you could dress up as some other things that are odd and disturbing. But um, Well, this guy is another example of uh, some mental patient mm-hmm. living... Yeah. All- online you yeah. know what i mean like he was a part of that whole gamergate thing and then mm-hmm. he did and then he kind of fell into these yep. weird conspiracy mm-hmm. chat rooms and uh you know go down that rabbit hole he'd go down that rabbit hole and like this guy lived his entire life online from That's what it right. appears yes you mentioned gamer that'll get us to our final update uh this was a, and i think we have the video in the back uh, we can roll this again and there's no audio to it it's just a visual uh and it will um reaffirm just how what a heinous attack this was the florida teacher Holy s yeah you can see her face completely this is horrible bruised. this was the uh the teacher in florida that took the nintendo switch away from i guess the nintendo switch is kind of like the new uh the portable handheld video game like, yeah. the, like the game boy used to be back in the day um and she she took it away from him and you can see in the video the surveillance that we're rolling she was walking away from like a library or a schoolroom heading down the hall yep. this kid 63270 probably could play left tackle for the high school football team look at this animal clotheslines her from behind and just beats her unconscious just just this person has no regard for human life none should be in a cage yeah I mean, this, and then you look on the left of the screen, if you're watching, you'll see the bruises on her eyes, her nose, her cheekbones, her face, probably all sorts of fractures. She's lucky that that, that's the worst of it. I mean, it's terrible. Like, if you're watching now on YouTube, you can see it. But, like, you know, she has some bruises on her cheeks and her nose and everything like that and her eyes. But, like, she's lucky it wasn't worse, right? He hit her so hard, she goes flying through the air. I mean, he he basically depleted her, like, to use a football term. Her feet were off the ground, and she went flying probably three or four feet forward in the direction that she was walking. She was hit with that much force. But here, here's the update to the story. Uh, she is now, sadly, ha- she's been relegated to living off of donations after being put on unpaid leave. What? This yeah. teacher is on unpaid administrative this is, leave. This is terrible. This is like one of the biggest for, tragedies I've ever seen. For what? All right, so here we go. Uh, according to the state of Florida, let me just give you these details. Quote, everybody that, and this is a quote, everybody that knows me or knew me before the attack knows that I'm a totally different person now. Her te- The teacher's name is Joan 
Nadich, N-A-Y-D-I-C-H. She told Fox 35, quote, my whole life has just turned upside down because then 17-year-old and standing six feet, six inches tall, Brendan Deppa assaulted the paraprofessional inside Matanzas High School in February, leaving her with five broken ribs, a severe concussion, and hearing loss. Nidich told the station oh that she wants Deppa sentenced to a maximum of 30 years behind bars Death for penalty. the incident. She said that her speech has slowed and that she suffers from ongoing cognitive problems. Yeah. Compounding her physical ailments, she said she is struggling to get her workers' compensation case resolved and has all been but abandoned by the Flagler County School District since the attack. So she's trying to get workers' comp. She's on unpaid leave, and she's at the point now where she's basically living off of what anybody can afford to give her. She has a GoFundMe account that launched after the attack, and she has raised $106,000 to which she is using to live off and, and survive. I'm so glad you're bringing this story up. I have not seen this story anywhere, and like it needs like this should be this should be leading newscasts, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Why isn't like Ron DeSantis talking about her or yeah. something? I don't either. know. Yeah, and you're not going to get this on mainstream media. This story, courtesy of the New York Post. Uh, but yeah, why why is this not on? Uh, why it, isn't Gail King doing a sit down with this lady on Sunday morning? And I love uh, the picture that we have uh, right now, or that we had. Yeah, that's up right now on YouTube. Is is you know him in his orange jumpsuit, cuffed the, the attacker, cuffed and his glasses on, and he's clean shaven, and he's like like it's just. Ugh. Yeah, this this guy should be put down. Yeah, just a false presentation and, to make him look like an innocent kid that's got anger problems. All you have to do is look at the video, watch the video of him beating the living daylights out of her, yep. and you can see how it's not surprising that she has all kinds of issues because mm-hmm. he like she's lucky she's alive, right. honestly. Yeah, and he is now eighteen years old. So I hope that they charge him as adult, and I hope they give him the max, which is 30 years. I mean, this lady lost some of her hearing, her cognitive ability, her speech issues. She's got fractures. She's got bruises. Um, I mean, that was one of the most vicious hits. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something I see in there, a football game. There's no there's no rehabilitating that either. Like, he he needs to be put away for life. It's, it just does. There's just no – like, if you have that little respect for a human – and, you know, I don't mean to be sexist here, but, like, a woman right. like what 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 is how were you raised right. you were raised by animals his parents should be put put down with him all because the teacher or she guess she's a student aide took the nintendo switch from him he it, she took she took a video game from him and that was what the kid does in retaliation it's disgraceful which Boy, is al- which is almost as bad as the uh, the story i just read yesterday um a 21 year old has been sentenced i think to life in jail for beating his Spanish teacher to death with a baseball bat because she failed him. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he, when he was being, if you see the video, uh, he was being sentenced yesterday, and as the verdict came down, his nose started to bleed. Yeah. Yeah. See if anybody wipes it up for you when you're in jail, kid. All right. So that's uh, those are the updates uh, on Bud Light, The Simpsons, Tim Scott, Paul Pelosi, and this uh, terrible incident in Florida with the Florida teacher. These are all stories that we have discussed in the past. Just wanted to give you yeah. some updates. The the one thing about that video too, and we talked about it when this came out. We discussed it. the The level of they nobody people did go to her help like try to help her mm-hmm. but not quickly no 
No, and like where were where were the dudes that like you know what I mean? Like I I just uh, I think it was actually guys. If you can put that video up one more time, female teachers in the actual beating. If you can put the the video up one more time of the actual beating, if you have it, there you go. Because she is like yeah. There's there's one guy, but it's all like it's like five female teachers that Mm -hmm. drag Mm -hmm. that drag him off of her, right? And this honestly, so as, big. Big, as, as big as he is, I'm surprised one that females were able to get him off. And look, there's a guy walking over, like... I like, know. Holding the, like his cup of coffee or something. And you'll see, does he... All right, so he tries to restrain him there a little bit. Yep. He uh, he pushed him off. The guy pushes the... That guy should have jumped on top of him and beat the living you-know-what out of him. Yeah. He's you're right. huge. You're right. Guy, and you, and you but, know what, though? If he does that, he'll probably go to jail. Yeah. Think I, about it. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like our situation in the subway now. I but, don't know. That guy was really slow to help, guys. I know. Uh, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah. yeah. It's soft. Well, part of this that I'm reading between the lines is that the the attacker, the attacker's family was trying to minimize or just eliminate any kind of prison time. Oh, yeah. Okay. She, the victim, who I, I think because she's like a teacher's aide or a specialist, I, I'm inferring mm-hmm. that she's not fully in the teacher's union because the teacher's union's pretty strong behind people because how could they just layer off mm-hmm. on unpaid leave yep. so i think that's one of her one of the issues going on here but the other issue is that one of the reports said she has sh- she the victim nadich has shown no interest in trying to m- mitigate mm-hmm. any of the penalties that her attacker <laughs> would face <laughs> Can you imagine? victim Nor blaming should she. yeah Nor should she and so I think that she's a white lady. He's an African American yep. kid, yep. which, you, by the way, should have nothing to do with it. But it does. But I, I just am. In, I'm yep. reading between the lines here, and I think they're trying to pressure her to say, "Oh, really? You're because she's saying he should be behind bars." Well, sadly, the, most, the book at him. The most important question is, what county is this, and who's the district attorney? Because if this is a Soros-funded DA, mm-hmm. this, be guy's, out in two years. this guy's going to get out in two years. Yep. If this is a red county with a non-Soros-backed district attorney that actually believes in law and order, this guy will probably serve closer to 30. I think that's what it will come down to. He should be hooked up to old Sparky. Elections have consequences. Yeah, it's, right. it's it's on the it's on the other coast, so it's it's not on the Gulf Coast, you know, where a lot of us like to go. Yeah. But so it's um like you know, on the eastern side. It's on yeah, so it's on the eastern side, but the, like up above daytona beach okay between daytona and st augustine if you think about it's probably that blue. area probably blue then yeah. yep be, i'm be, betting you're exactly right it'll be, uh, be out in nine months yep. all right nine twenty-two friday morning it's time for our morning mystery movie clip and now the morning mystery movie clip on kaylin company talk radio 1210 wpht I'm the money. Every penny of it. The Treasury has agreed to stake you in the game. Vespa. I do hope you gave your parents hell for that. Thank you. Your boss must be well connected. I've never seen so much go out the door so quickly. Not quite so stylishly. May I ask you where it is? Ten million was wired to your account in Montenegro, with a contingency for five more if I deem it a prudent investment. I suppose you've given some thought to the notion that if you lose, our government will have directly financed terrorism. Think you know what it is? Be 
call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Well, once again, the great prize, a $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. If you can identify that movie clip, if you can be caller 12 at 855-839-1210, caller 12, 855-839-1210, $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. We'll get our winner when we come back. What's on the cut sheet part due? And a couple of quick Gen Z stories that will make you scratch your head as we wrap up the week. Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Still ahead this morning, who won Twitter and YouTube today? What's on tap for the Dawn Show? And what is on the cut sheet part due? But before that, we have to give away our $50 gift card to the Metro Diner because Peggy in Northeast Philadelphia is on the line. Peggy, good morning. What movie did we just play for you, dear? Good morning. That was Casino Royale. That is cool. Correct. Yes, Daniel Craig. That movie coming out, I believe, 17 years ago today. So, Peggy, yeah, November 17th of 06. So congratulations, Peggy. You got the $50 gift card. Thank you so much. Thank you for playing. I appreciate it. You got it. Have a great day. There she is. Peggy in the Northeast. Nice. Yes. My grandmother was a Peggy. Aw. Yeah. I think that's uh, short for uh, Margaret is usually the way that works. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Is Pe- it? Yeah. I don't know if I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Peggy like sang a, the blues. Yeah, Peg Bundy. Okay. There you go. Peggy. All right. uh, we are, by the way, I think we are tw- 29. Uh, yeah. We're 29 subscribers away from 5,000. They're going to make us work for this for the next 28 minutes, aren't they? <sighs> not going to come easy, folks. They're not. It's never easy. 30 minutes is all I'm asking for. Can 29 people just go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD, and hit the subscribe button so we get to 5,000 likes mm-hmm. before the end of the show? That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. I don't ask for much. Actually, I do. You do. You I are do. pretty demanding. But I haven't been... I haven't no. been hoary in a while, have no, I? you haven't been pimping the merchandise yeah. a lot either. Dawn, have I been hoary in a while? No. I'm a capitalist and a corporate <laughs> yeah. whore. We like Greg Hoare much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love when Greg whores it out. <sighs> Am I allowed to say that? I sure. don't know. <laughs> I mean, I did. Yeah. I don't know. Being silly. Free speech lives here, right? Yeah. That's what they say. All right, so uh, that's <laughs> that, and uh, let's get to a lot of good audio as we wrap up a Friday with What's on the Cut Sheet Part do. What's on the cut sheet part due on this Friday is sponsored by your Delaware Valley BMW centers now through November 30th during the BMW Road Home Sale event. At least an all-electric 2020 or 2024 BMW iDrive 50 for $7.99 per month for 36 months with 6,429 due at signing. Details at bmwcenters.com, bmwcenters.com. Thank you, BMW Centers, for sponsoring the ever-important Friday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet Pot New. Uh, Nick, we were talking about this earlier in the 6 o'clock hour, but for those uh, lollygaggers who come in late, yes. uh, first of all, where you been? I know, Second of all... You started 6 a.m. I, I, <laughs> lollygaggers. I, didn't, I knew you were going to do that in my... My thing was still down because yeah, keep your thing down, Greg. Well, no, it's it's okay. Actually, it's, keep it up. <clears throat> Volume. Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden said this at the um, at the APEC event in San Francisco the other day about Gavin Newsom, which could signal that Tony Bruno, who said it on this program 
for the last couple of weeks is correct that they're working out some sort of a deal for Gavin Newsom to leapfrog over Kamala. Yes, he did. Cut three. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. My, my, my thing's not up. Cut three, guys. Go. I want to talk about Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Matter of fact, he could do anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He could have the job I'm looking for. The transition plan is already underway, maybe, folks. I mean, think about it. Why would he advertise in South Carolina? Why is Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, advertising in the Palmetto State? Why, why would he be doing that? Why would he be doing a basketball commercial in China as he runs over an eight-year-old with a terrible crossover? <laughs> Well, why is he doing all of these things? If you, you know, we said for a while that DeSantis was guilty of running a shadow campaign before he launched. Newsom has made the DeSantis shadow campaign look like you know uh, a minuscule effort to eventually launch. How can he leapfrog over Kamala Harris though? I I just don't understand this. White, I, I don't white, understand white how it are, happens. White men are ruthless, Greg. They will step right over the female. That's right. They will step right over a female minority. They don't care. They're just a, they're the poison of society. Uh, how can you leapfrog over somebody like this? Cut nine. Innovation is about our ability to see what can be oh, no. unburdened by what has been. <laughs> the ability to not only imagine a better future, but to build it. She is just... If you built it, they will come. The, wow. I just <laughs> says the same thing in every speech. It's, it's all but you know what? It, it is going to make women. There's the weird universe we live in. Yeah. If they do this and they're trying to, and it had somebody tweeted, and I apologize that I'm not uh, tweeted. It was done back in the day where they swapped out a, a veep. Mm-hmm. But in this case, to take somebody who's a f- woman, she's also not just African American, but she's uh, part right. She, her mom, I believe was from originated from india so mm-hmm. she technically is like asia yep so she she really like checks a whole lot of boxes oh, here yeah, absolutely and so that side of the universe that likes to check boxes is going to be all triggered has she set the women's rights movement back in another 50 years <laughs> with her aptitude i can't i can't answer that as a, not, since i'm not a female so i'll defer to you don like is she is she so bad at what she has done that she has eliminated any chance of a truly competent female of becoming president one day. No, she hasn't done that because everybody, I mean, to the clip you just played, she's on something. <laughs> she was, a, you guys, she was a senator. I remember her in Senate hearings and I thought, oh, you know what I mean? I thought, oh, she she asked good questions. She mm-hmm. didn't speak the way she speaks with that thick tongue and that bizarro. I don't know what she's on. I don't know what's going on with her. But she's not who she was. I mean, you know, she's a. Lo- I mean, she was a former prosecutor. She has a law degree. I, right. I, she I, had to speak in court. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stupid people don't get through law school. Stupid people end up going to law school for three months and then doing talk radio. <laughs> the difference between Kamala Harris is that she is intelligent. Well, and let me just say this though: there's there's a difference between book smart and oh, common okay. sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Go. Yeah. So you could argue that in court she memorized everything. Yeah. That you know, and she had a lot of help and aids. Same with being, you know, or she's just not politics. equipped for this job <clears throat> specifically. I mean, she might have been a really good prosecutor. She might have sounded relatively good as a senator, but in this position, mm. it's it's she's got too much. Uh, the, it's too big for her. It's <clears throat> it's not a good fit. <laughs> 
But what job could they? I'm just glazing right over that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what job? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, other than <laughs> it, the, the rumor was it was like, oh, they would put her up for Supreme Court justice or what possibly could they dangle in front of her? Well, they've reassigned her multiple times. She was border czar. She's the queen of artificial intelligence. I'm like a seventh grader right now. You are. Sorry. You still have two hours to go. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. What was the guy's name? <laughs> Willie Brown? <laughs> yeah, that was her mentor, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> rumor has it that he dangled some things in front of yep, her. Yep, more than that, rumor has it. <laughs> All right, I got to get your opinion on this. Oh, by the way, Anne on the YouTube chat says we're all being trial vision. We are, Anne. I stop, apologize. Stop with the sexual innuendos. What? What, what are we? Uh, no. What are we? Third graders? Exactly. Hey, can, um, I, can I just say I have a hankering right now for a Wawa pork roll, cheese, and bagel. Mm. I don't know why that came into my head, but I am all of a sudden in the mood for a pork Some roll, meat? cheese melt on a bagel mm-hmm. from Wawa. Yeah. Nice. All right, I got to get your both opinions on this. I think I know where Dawn's going to stand. I think I know where Nick's going to stand, but let's do it anyway. Uh, this was on TikTok the other day. The, this teacher uh, was yelling at a student, and what's interesting about it is the the teacher's white, the students are black, so of course they're going to make this a racial issue. I'm not talking about this as a racial issue at all. I'm talking about this as a teacher uh, confronting a student. The student is 11 years old. We don't know what led up to this. But she screamed and, I believe, uh, threw the student in his chair. Uh, you can watch the video if you want to, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. If you can't get to YouTube, you can obviously hear it because the, the, the uh, she screams at him. This is cut 11, guys. Go. Oh my God! The media is going to have a field day with that. Oh, she's suspended. Uh she's she's probably fired. She's, I mean, well, they cur- can't. I think she's suspended. Okay, cursing at the kid, slamming him down into his seat. Um, they'll certainly look at it from white teacher, African American yep, student. That's what this is being portrayed. That's as. what it will be. But to me, it shouldn't matter. Um, if that was my child and that teacher did that. I would want the book thrown at that teacher. Are you? No, Nick. Come on, dude. No. You you cannot be serious. Absolutely. Cursing at my kid and then grabbing him by the shirt and slamming him in a chair? If my kid... What is this? Catholic school 1970? If my kid's a punk, which I'm sure that kid is, yeah. I would want the teacher to do something I would have no problem. Absolutely. And she was stopping bullying. He was trying to bully a girl. Uh Uh-huh. And that's what the conversation... It's hard to hear, but he was... According to, if you watch, really watch the video, and I had watched yeah. it a couple times when Greg sent it to us, and then, and then uh, I looked it up, and so it's a North Carolina teacher, so she's suspended. But if you if you listen to it, what's going on is she grabs the kid, she does grab, yeah, but it's because she's she's preventing the eleven year old who's a big eleven year old. Okay. I mean, she's a big woman herself. So this kid was trying to do some other intimidation. To, 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 yes, to a girl. Okay. 
And so she's she's saying, oh, you're trying to fight her. Mm-hmm. And then the kid says, oh, she was trying to do something. And the teacher says, no, she was sitting right by me. Okay. And so the teacher is actually preventing one kid from bullying another kid. Okay. Then, then I'm fine with that, especially when you consider the dynamic of it's a boy trying to do something to a female, which is a, a very cowardly thing to ever do, right? Okay. I, think, I mean, okay, part of this on its onset, you know, should a teacher... Or any, you know, should any teacher in any setting grab a kid, yes. well, say the F word? Yes. Sometimes you have to. Yes. But I would be curious to know. Take him and throw, throw him up against the wall. Yeah. And by the way, if my child is acting like a punk, I would want them to do that. Yeah. Serious. I'm, I'm being 100% serious. If you really look at it, it and you look if, at the situation, yeah. you know, is she being professional? You could argue that that's not how, how we hope yeah. things would go down. But in the state of where we are right now with teachers, uh, what would have happened? Think about the previous story, you know, there, that you aired about a, a, a big kid, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, vi- yeah. violently attacking a teacher. Right. These teachers, day in and day out, this is what they're dealing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're, the bullying is not just um, words; it's physical. Nick, you're coming at this, and I understand what you're doing. You're coming at this from a dad with daughters. Mm-hmm. You, you've never had a son, right. so you can't really understand what I mean. You more said it rope, all, more rope because you have a boy. Is he yes, case? you say it all the time. Your dad used to give you five across the eye oh, yeah. all the time. Yes, he did. You yes, know what I mean? So, so, like, it's different. I believe it's different with boys, mm-hmm. and I would probably feel different if I had a daughter. Would it, um, would it matter if the teacher is a boy there? So, a uh, boy, a man. For my son, no. Yeah. So, uh, so no. it wouldn't matter to you if the teacher was male or female. And then, now, as long as as long as what my son was doing was 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 not appropriate and was right. being a little pain in the you know what, mm-hmm. then then yeah, I think the problem we have now is that you have all these Karens mm-hmm. and these moms, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what's happening to this Kelly Russell teacher. Yeah. There are moms online saying she's suspended with pay because she's in the union. She deserves to be fired. Back when I back when I grew up, my parents never took the side of me over a teacher. Yep. If a teacher said something that I was acting up in oh, class, yeah. by the way, I probably was. I was a pain in the butt too, who deserved five across the eye for some of the stuff that I did. Mm-hmm. But my my parents never took the side of me yeah. over the teacher. The teacher was always correct. Right. The problem now is is you have all of these 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 parents that side with the kids I know. over the teacher. It's a victimhood culture we live in. Exactly. Yes, indeed. Do we have? Can you isolate the "Do you hear me?" from the teacher? Because I'm having this is the way my sick, twisted, warped brain operates. I'm having flashbacks to our uh, Ohio bus driver who was yelling, "Do you hear me?" Uh, let's uh, let's take a trip down memory lane. Here's the Ohio bus driver. Do you hear me? And I would love to see if we can compare that to our teacher here that just had enough of this kid. I I, I don't even know where it is in this. Clip. Okay, if we can get to it later, it's not that big of a deal. But um, just uh. Yeah, see, I, I'm still. I'm. I guess I'm. It's the context. See, we always get mm-hmm. these things in a small. It's like, what's the full picture here? You know, if that boy was forget intimidating, which is you know intimidation, which is a bad enough issue. But like, if that boy was getting ready to hit a girl, then that teacher, you know, I am all for whatever that teacher had to do. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I, you know, the- shut your mouth. Yeah. Do you hear me? 
his parents have spoken out and his mom and dad have said that that's, you know, they're giving a different side of it. And so they're, they're saying this isn't their son. Mm-hmm. They're trying to grapple what happened. Yeah. And so the parents are, ta- the dad specifically was interviewed and said, I would never, they feel like the teacher was attacking their family, mm-hmm. but I didn't infer that. When I listen to the teacher, it's a rhetorical question. In other words, I infer from the teacher that she's saying, your parents didn't raise you like this, yeah. oh, which is what I wish the teacher would have physically said. Oh, because yeah. she said, does your father be, yeah, right. so the parents' point of view is, There, oh, there, there it is. There it is. Over here, wandering around my classroom, cussing at a girl trying to fight her. That's what your family does. The man in your family put your hands on women. Your dad beat your mom. Oh, he started. No, she did. She was in. So, so that's that's what. Does your dad beat your mom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, she's asking rhetorical questions, <laughs> and I had assumed that she knew the family and knew that they. But I wish she had just said. I know your parents. This is not how that. This is not how they've raised you. Right. You know, but she doesn't say that, and so the dad in particular said, you know, is he's speaking out, saying, "I'm a hardworking dad," mm-hmm. and uh, and I, you know, this is not how he's. Be-. So I think the yeah. family has a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. As as a you know, I look. I hope it's a shame this stuff goes public because, in truth, I wish they could get them all in a room and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But it sounds to me like you know this boy by the video uh, was wandering around the class and was allegedly bullying a girl that the teacher had close to her mm-hmm. to protect her. So whatever is happening there, uh, you know, obviously it's an out of control situation that the teacher can't control. That's correct. My foot's going to be so far up here. going to dangle at your damn nose. <laughs> Coming up next, we will find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show and who on Twitter and YouTube today. And can we get to 5,000 subscribers? Let's go, people. Woo! Hit that stinking button. I mean, seriously, are you guys listening to us? Do you hear me? Hit the button. <laughs> it's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. The Dawn Show coming up at 10 o'clock this morning and we find out what she has lined up seven minutes out there is a lot developing today remember that uh we're just maybe an hour or so away from the first ever big meeting and sign up for um philadelphia as they talk about reparations philadelphia city council so that's this morning <clears throat> I know you're waiting for that, so uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Is there? There seriously is a lot of developing, um, a lot of news developing in Philadelphia, the the state, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Coming up, um, then after I update you on everything, we're gonna have Nate Benfield of the Commonwealth Foundation. So talking about you know Pennsylvania Senate, the Senate Republicans standing with students again, talking about the state of education after the latest disgraceful move by Democrats um, as far as children, education, where that is. So we'll we'll look at, take a picture of that and look at what these career politicians are doing to our kids in schools in Pennsylvania. And there are other active uh, legal 
threats going on after the, this is the fallout after the latest election. So we'll talk about that as well in the suburbs. So a lot going on today. We'll cover it all. All right. The Dawn Show coming up at 10 o'clock this morning as we wrap up the week with who won Twitter today and who won YouTube today. Who won Twitter? Who won Twitter? Get a road warrior. He says not only will Greg Stocker not shake hands, he won't say hi to you when you're standing next to him at the bar at the, oh! grand, at the oh! grand Hotel. I apologize for that. I'm, I'm not friendly. I know. <laughs> I get it. I understand. Road Warrior knows I love him. So I you just, don't say hi to people either. Huh? I'm, I'm sure I, I, I'm sure I didn't. I'm, you know. Will that make you happy, Fred? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try and be nice. Who won? YouTube. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Ortho. Ortho says this chat is disastrous for me trying to get some work done. <laughs> <laughs> now, YouTube how do you think chat. We feel? I know exactly. By the way, we're not. We're we're not gonna. We're like twenty. It looks like we're twenty away right now. 20 uh, subscribers away. Mm-hmm. I think we can do it by... Tr- let's do it by the end of the Dawn Show. If we can do it by the yeah. end of the Dawn Show, God bless you. Uh, if we can do it by the end of the Dawn Show, that'd be great. Yeah. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. We just need 20 people to hit the subscribe button so we can get to 5,000. All right. Fair enough. I think Thank we'll you. get there. We will. I'll even take by the end of uh, the close of business today. Okay. At 5 p.m. Well, that's what we originally said. We yeah. got a shot for the stars by saying. We did. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. Uh, I'm out all of next week for Thanksgiving, so everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Mike Opelka will be in Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Nice of him to put the driver and the seven iron away for a few days, and he will do the show, and then uh, we will be back uh, Monday uh, the following week, the day of the Eagles and uh, the Chiefs game. So, uh, I know, no, the Eagles Chiefs is this, is this, this Monday. Monday. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I'll yeah, be back uh, the following uh, Monday. <laughs> I don't know who the Eagles are. <laughs> just, just forget what I just said. Yeah, as Joe Biden would say, Anyway. Uh, and as John Fetterman would say, good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.